Dear listeners, welcome to a very special one-shot, where we are joined by Jordan and Dan from Dial M for Magic. Be sure to check out their 1920s fantasy noir campaign, set in New Barcelona, where magic is in prohibition and conspiracies run thick. Myself, Adrian, will be playing today, along with some new personalities on this channel, Daniel, Robin, and Jordan. Dan will be running this adventure, supplied with some world notes on Electrofall. It was incredible to interact with this world as a player, especially with Dan running things behind the screen. It's a huge shout out to both them and Jordan, as I encourage you to check out their stuff once you are done listening here. And as always, the music is provided by This Way to the Egress. All relevant links are in the description. Without further ado, let us dive into this spooky adventure, inspired by Soen and Dia de los Muertos. Rattle your bones soon. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Dan Rogland, and I am going to be running a special Halloween one-shot today. Uh, if you all want to introduce yourselves, Adrian, go first. Hello there. My name is uh, Adrian. I will be playing Liel today, the lion folk monk of a varied past. Uh, Robin. Hello, my name is Robin, and I will be playing Bronte, the Ergenasi rogue, who is very femme fatale. Love it. Uh, Daniel. Hello, I'm Daniel. I will be playing the character Daedalus, the Kenku Artificer. I play as a failed merchant who blew up his shop and is in a lot of debt because of all the damages I caused. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh, my good friend Jordan. My name is Jordan Fugit, and I'm going to be playing the character Xander. Xander is a Leonin wizard, which is not something that you commonly find. Uh, but he is one of the most, uh, one of the smartest and most powerful wizards, but he has absolutely no ability to interact with human beings or any other kind of humanoid figure. So he has to learn quickly how to interact with people. All right. Well, uh, I am going to get started for today. Let's, let's roll. Awesome. Oh, and um, I'm going to turn my video off. All right. Tonight's story begins in the city of Electrable, a bright and shining beacon of technology and culture surrounded by the wastes of a world still struggling to breathe again after a long ago apocalypse. In this city of magic, industry, and constant celebration, the veil between life and death is thin and often beautiful. In fact, tonight is the night before the crossing, a regular event occurring three times a year when the spirits of the dead return to the city, dressed in their finest and dancing the night away. It is also a Thursday night, and that means that the four of you can be found at the Spark Plug Cidery, in a corner booth that you've frequented for long enough that it is functionally reserved for your weekly get-togethers. The Spark Plug is a fairly small, grungy little dive bar at the edge of the Spirit Ward, which is certainly not a place for Electrable's finest or most powerful population. 
But despite being located in what some might call a bad neighborhood, the Spark Plug Cidery has an undeniable charm. It's always warm and dry inside in spite of the encroaching swamp, and it always smells of cinnamon. It's known for its cider, which comes from a special deal with a small family orchard whose whereabouts are a tightly kept secret by the bar's owner. The staff here are boisterous and kind, and known to give out free meals to anyone who comes in off the street in need of one. The place is a sort of public house for Electroville's poorer families who live nearby. It even has a chest of wooden toys in the corner for children to play with while their parents eat, drink, and chat. It used to be full of the sounds of laughter and play as the kids ran around with their little apple juice boxes. But today, and for the past months, it's been much quieter than usual. There are still missing person posters on the walls outside the establishment, with the smiling illustrated face of a little halfling girl named Lucy, one of the waitress's daughters. Ever since she disappeared from inside the spark plug three months ago, there's been fewer customers around and a lot more whispers about the supernatural, how the bar is haunted, how the alley behind it is cursed, and how no one ever sees the apples for all that cider being delivered. It's true that the lights inside do flicker from time to time, but you've never thought anything of it. And the staff here is still happy to give free food to anyone in need of a pick-up or a hangover cure. So you all figured it's best to keep supporting them as paying customers so that they can keep doing good work in the neighborhood. So here you are on a Thursday evening in your usual booth, despite the quiet room and the rumors. And I would like to know, what are you doing at your booth and what are you ordering? Well, Xander is going to uh, not order anything until uh, Daedalus does. Uh, he will not, he's not going to order anything. He's not going to touch anything on the menu and he's going to order exactly what Daedalus does. So to a T, he has no unique thought, so he's gonna just order exactly whatever he does. And he's sitting in the far right corner of the booth, and he is just kind of, his knees are together, he's kind of hunched over a little bit, and he has a, an open book in front of him, and he is scribbling frantically in the corner of the book. Daedalus, what are you ordering so that Xander can order the same thing? <laughs> well, I was going to say I would, is already there for a while with my uh, steer defender python on my lap currently in pieces is python he ran into a bit of trouble in one of our mishap adventures trying to find material mm. so that left him in pieces so i've been trying to put him back together so i've been there for a while fiddling tinkering my hands like covered in oil machine in grease as I finally turn the last gear and get the mechanical snake whirling back to life. I've had two meals already, being there since the morning, and I'm nursing a cup of cider. Excellent. Uh, what are the other two in the group doing at this uh, at this booth? say I'm probably um, in the corner of the booth uh, shuffling shuffling some cards um, 
I've ordered something light, uh, maybe some of that cider with a little bowl of fruit that I'm focused on, focused on, on shuffling cards and people watching out the window. Considering how scrawny all of them would appear to be, I think Liel would, uh, you, you see him walk from the bar, having, like, picked up everyone sort of, like, drinks and orders and stuff like that, and are just sort of shuffling it to our table. And you see, I slam it down, I say, Friend, you all need to be consuming right now. How do you expect to keep any meat on those bones? Come on, Xander. Come on, don't be a bit of a pussycat. Take some cider milk. Cinnamon flavored. You're gonna, you're gonna love it, all right, man? It, it, I slam it, and it splashes a little out of the cup. It, it it looks like you have enough muscles for all of us, so I'll let you have that yourself. So no, you no, 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 trust me. Tr I've already got way too much of a milk stash right now. You take care of you right now. My job is just to make sure all you are staying healthy, because, you know, what's the point of being the mother of this group, right? If we look after each other. Look at this fella, he... He, he stitches up, us up sometimes when uh, one of us gets a scraped knee. You, pointing towards Bronte, you always got a nice story to tell. And you, wizard man, you're coming out from the wasteland. Tough place. Trust me, I grew up in the city as a self, right? Lion man in the city. Bit of a strange thing, but you, you've been out there. You've been in the scary part of the world. And I'm impressed by that. Right. If you if you if you ask me, the 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 the, the city is the scarier uh, of the two options that you presented there. Well, don't remind me not to take you on a on a circuit through the clouds. You can come across some pretty nasty storms up there. Please don't. Uh, as you're sitting down and drinking, or not drinking your uh, cinnamon cider milk. Um, <laughs> the waitress uh, comes by to check on you. I think she's specifically checking on uh, Daedalus because he has been there all day and she's built up a little bit of a rapport with him, brought him two meals already. Uh, she comes by. <laughs> she comes by and says, uh, it, it, is there anything else uh, you need? Can I take those empty plates away? Knowing that I've been there all day and probably have been making a mess of a table, I uh, look at her and say, uh, do you have anything for my friend? And I nudge Python on who lifts his head, uh, his mechanical drill bit teeth rolling. And I also will hand her one of my gold pieces as a tip. I got it. I got it, man. I got it, man. I'll, 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 I'll cover his entire tab. Are you sure? Oh yeah, yeah. You need. You got more important stuff to worry about. I, I make enough money at the club itself. Do you want to cover my rent and my description? I think I could get you on a, on a cheaper place if that's what you're looking for. That would be nice. My landlord's still what, after me. I'll tell you what, if you're having a little bit of trouble there, you can feel free to cash on my couch anytime. <laughs> the, I don't uh, know where the couch has been, but I definitely have a couch. 
Can Python come too? <laughs> we want to be on that couch. I suppose why not? The uh, waitress takes the plates. She's a little halfling woman named Catherine. Um, you actually know her, but haven't seen her in quite a while. This is her first day back at work since uh, her daughter, Lucy, disappeared uh, several months ago. And uh, she takes your plates and asks, uh, is, is there, um, what, what is, uh, what, what does the snake eat? Uh, I would say any type of meat. It would be not fine for him. Uh, uh okay. It raw or um, co- cooked. Uh, raw. Like, do you have any birds? Like, uh, I'll. Eggs. Do you have eggs? I'll look for some. Yeah, yeah. We've we've got eggs. I'll um, I'll. I'll, I'll go check in the back. Uh, she um, heads back and you see she's a little bit, um, she looks a little scattered, distracted. Obviously, she's still, you know, not used to being back at work. Um, and you see that the owner, who is also the bartender, uh, his name is Clive, uh, seems to be keeping a careful eye on her as she walks back to the bar. He's checking in. Like, Are you doing okay? Do you, you, do you need anything? You know? Um, and, uh, she, she goes into the back to start looking for your, your eggs. She didn't ask me if I wanted any, any eggs. And Xander kind of looks down at his book again and just kind of begins writing some more. Say, 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 say Daedalus, um... I, w- I was wondering uh, that that python that that you have in your lap um how how long how long have you had that how long a python how long has it uh, two maybe three years like he's probably my best invention so far uh, I was just wondering because there's a person in my tribe who would who would be very interested to see how you how you made that um i just hope you don't mind i i sketched some notes from just what i saw you working on there do you do you mind if i give it to to him when i when i go home sure would you like me to open python up so you can make more sketches uh very much so and Xander looks really excited at this point so he kind of perks up and kind of looks over eagerly at Daedalus trying and just scribbling notes as fast as he can without he's not looking at his notebook he's learned how to write without having to look at it and so he's just writing notes as quickly as he can about everything that he sees Python would not be okay buddy he says it's after he eats I I understand that other people need to eat first before they do their work um but that's 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 fine. Uh, as you are uh, scribbling and drawing your little sketches, um, suddenly you become unable to do so because the lights flicker and go out. And it is uh, it is the dark part of the year. It is the dark part of the evening. And uh, suddenly you do not have the light for your sketches. Um, ah, not again! Those goddamn switchboard gnomes. Yeah, this is a pretty common occurrence. Uh, it's 
it's not too unusual, but um, you hear the uh, one other occupied table in this establishment, a uh, couple of gnomes being like, oh, okay, it's 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 time to check out. Clive, can we get it? Can we get a check? Um, and uh, you hear Clive, the bartender, uh, say, uh, just a, just a second. Um, we we've got some some candles and things until it comes back on. Uh, I'll, I'll go get them. And um, he goes back into the back. I feel like at our table, um, I feel like at our table, not much, but I feel like I'm giving off a little light because um, my hair is like sparking with like electricity and lightning in my eyes. So it's like this this little this little beacon at our table. Absolutely, you have this like special genasi kind of light coming off of you. Up, uh, could I use what? What is it? It's magical tinkering to create a light source. Yeah, go for it. I take up Hugin, my mechanical raven, off my short shoulder, and up. Uh, you hear some clicking, some whirling, and suddenly his eyes shine like up a like electrical lights. Uh cutting through the darkness. Okay, you can up 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 make some light. Uh yeah, your raven goes up, kind of sits on one of the rafters, and uh just looks down at your table with its shining light eyes. Uh and it, it uh lights up your table. And um, you go back to uh, making your notes, Xander, and um, you notice after a few minutes, uh, Clive still hasn't returned, and neither has Catherine the waitress. And uh, the gnomes at the table, uh, a few tables away from you, are getting kind of antsy. They're like, if he's not coming back for the check, we'll just we'll just pay it next week. It, that's fine. I, we have an open tab, and, and they kind of um, seem like they're heading out. They're tired of this. Well, well, well. I haven't had this uh, sort of experience for quite some time. I think the last time I was on a one of them sky circuits, going around the uh, tempestuous clouds in my uh, lightning piracy days. We always used to gather around when uh, the ship's power went out. We usually had to do that to avoid some of the... Uh, you know, less friendly elementals that didn't like that we were sapping off their energy, so we'd sit around with a tiny little bit of a light that they couldn't detect and tell ghost stories to one another. Anyone got a good story? I hug pythons after a recent encounter. Preferably not ghost stories. Uh, we just... We just had an incident. Alright, 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 I won't press if you don't want me to press. We should go probably check on, uh, check on the two of them, make sure that they're not, uh, getting in any trouble out there. This ain't exactly the, uh, the nicest part of the city for softer folk. Yes, that's a good idea. Someone should go back there. Yeah, it's about time that they, uh, some of them riots begin starting around here. <laughs> always during the crossing, always leading up to the crossing. Those uh. wolgins just can't contain themselves. Too much dry lumber. Yeah, you um, get up. Uh, you know the bar pretty well. You know where the back storeroom is and you know where the back door is that leads out to the alley. And, you know, they have some stores out there as well. Um, 
you as you're getting up and you go kind of back behind the bar uh you hear a little meow um and you see a little very chubby black cat um you're not vander the cat goes meow and um the cat just kind of comes straight up to you like looking for attention and as you walk towards the back storeroom or the back door, uh, the cat follows you. Python, don't eat it. Uh, I look at the cat and kind of like reach into my jacket pocket and pull out a little like package of paper that I have, like butcher paper. And I unfold it a bit and there's a couple sardines in there that Xander has saved for himself for later and he takes one of the sardines and he gives it to the cat and then like folds up the butcher paper really evenly and nice and then like puts it back in his pocket. But gives uh, the, cat. the cat goes for the sardines right away, uh, eats it up in like two bites, loves it, um, and meows at you again and goes towards the back door into the alley and then looks back at you like it wants you to follow. I, 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 I think the cat wants us yeah. to, to, to follow it. Never um, cat. I think I'm gonna, gonna go, and I proceed to follow the cat and head into the back of it. Xander, you think that's a good idea? Like... What, 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 what's, what's the worst that could do? I, I'm... I'm strong enough to, to to fight whatever might come my way. Um, how uh, how 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 wide is the blackout? I am a little curious about. Um. Yeah. Outside is, the is, windows. Is it just is it just like the couple of rows of buildings, or is it the entire district? Um. Outside the windows, you kind of look around. Um. Make a perception check. All right. Uh, that's a high roll on the die. Okay. Um, that is going to be a total of uh, 22. Um, yeah, there, this area, um, has a lot of, like, outages, and so you're looking around and you are, you know, pretty familiar with this, um, so you're expecting to see a lot of darkness around you. You actually don't see a lot of darkness around you. It kind of looks like just this one building is having an outage, which is weird because usually it would be at least a block. Um, well, as everyone were, was kind of like making their way out, I'd start kind of perusing for the fuse box. But uh, if they're heading in a different direction, I would follow. Okay. Um, yeah, Xander, you're following the cat. That is correct. All right. Uh, is everyone else following Xander, or where would you like to go? Mm-hmm. I'll follow Xander. I look around nervously, hug Python, and Hugin down from the rafters before following. All right. Uh, you follow Xander um, out this little door, and uh, Xander the cat like turns a little corner um, towards the back of the. Uh, or the like side of the building, which is like where the alley is. Okay, 
do I notice anything in particular off about that, about the uh, alleyway, or is it just, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming it's just a normal alleyway. Are you looking for something in particular or just looking around? I mean, it's a blackout, and so, I'd, you know, I'd, in the dark part of the year, so it's, I'm, Xander would be on his guard a lot, so I would definitely think that he would kind of take a look around before proceeding. Just to yeah. make sure that there's nobody, nobody waiting or no nothing, nothing sus happening. Yeah, perception check. Uh, <laughs> roll, for, roll for sus. Roll for <laughs> sus. Uh, well, that was a sus roll. So let's see here. Uh, that's gonna be a seven. So not much there. You uh, don't notice anything unusual you don't like hear any sounds other than this cat being like Meow. um the rest of you that are following xander if there's another check that you would like to make like if you're looking for something in particular you want to do investigation um you can do that as well i guess maybe i'd be a little bit curious on uh i guess maybe if i'm wondering where they went like i'm 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 the type of personality that you know feels comfortable talking to anyone so if there's like any sort of people you know destitute or anything living out on the streets you know living the best life that they 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 can afford mm-hmm. i'll start kind of asking if they they've seen uh clive and uh what was lucy's mom's name Catherine. Catherine. uh if uh, any of them kind of saw what direction they may have gone. Um, yeah, there's no one in this alley, uh, but if you want to go back out towards the street from here, uh, yeah. there are a few people out there. Okay. I-, I won't wander too far, but I'll just kind of walk up to the first person lying on a uh, sheet of cardboard with a banjo on their knee and say, <laughs> Hey, fellow, uh, looking for a... Uh, uh, Catherine, Clive, uh, they, they came out here a moment ago, right before uh, lights went dark in there. Um, Get any idea where they go? This person replies, Oh, uh, I, uh, I've, I've been I've been sleeping, but I, I, I think I, I heard them uh, just in the alley. Uh, it it sounded sound like there's some cat back there, too, meowing. Uh, I didn't see him go anywhere. All right, well, I appreciate it. And uh, keep an eye out and take care of yourself. And I'll go ahead and, and toss him uh, two zaps, which zaps are like the, uh, they're the copper pieces printed in Electrovol, and they have like little tiny sort of sugar skulls pressed into them. Uh, absolutely. He takes that. He's like, thank, thank you. Thank you, mister. Hey, we're all, we're, all, we're all just trying to survive in a crazy world. He uh, nods and goes back to napping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I do an investigation check in the alley to see where I might be able to find where they might have gone? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, three plus five, eight. <laughs> uh, it, you can tell that, um, I mean, when you came through the door, the door was like a little bit ajar. It seemed like someone had just popped out here really quick. Um, but you don't see like signs of where they went after they popped out here. Um, Xander, the cat went around the corner. 
um, back further into the alley and uh, you have not seen the cat come back. Yeah. I will... Did it look... When the cat left, like when I saw it walking away, did it look like it was headed anywhere in particular or was it just kind of headed around the corner? Um... Uh... I was going to say roll inside on the cat, but no, I think you, you know, this cat, you are sort of a cat person. A lion is a type of cat. Um, and, uh, the cat did seem pretty insistent. Like it was meowing at you and, and going in a direction like it wanted you to come. Okay. So I'll definitely follow the cat then. And, um, also at the same time, keeping an eye out for, um, for the disappeared, the, the waitress and the owner who disappeared. Um, yeah, you go around the corner. Uh, the three of you don't see Xander anymore. Don't hear Xander anymore. And I will return to what Xander hears and sees. Uh, I, I appear suddenly behind Bronte and Daedalus and uh, I just kind of lean down to match their stature and say, spoke to a couple of uh, the buskers outside uh, from what I can tell they uh, they haven't walked out from in front of the building so I suppose wherever they went was have to be behind it alley seems like the best bet oh we could keep looking further down should we catch up with Xander I, I mean oh. it's seems kind of obvious they're not in the tavern so yeah up to y'all you haven't uh with your perception and investigations checks you haven't noticed anything suspicious in this alley i'll say so all right i think we should probably follow xander all right uh if, you... if you if you want me to go first you can just ask I can go first. Okay, well, I, I didn't want to insult you. I'm so sorry. Hugin, light the way. Uh, yeah, Hugin lights the way uh, with his uh, light-up eyes. And, um, yeah, you head around the corner. Um, and do you all follow? Yep. Yep. All right, when you look around the corner you don't see anything um you walk down and once you step around the corner you are quite suddenly in an entirely different place um it takes a second for you to figure out where because your eyes have to adjust from this like very dark alley to sudden very bright sunlight um but when you're able to look around, uh, you find yourselves in an unfamiliar garden. And you see the cat there and you see Xander there with you. Um, you are all standing on a cobblestone path, which has been overtaken by moss and weeds. Nearby, what obviously used to be a well-manicured patch of bushes are now very prickly and overgrown and there are wildflowers that spill out of overgrown, untended flower beds. 
The unkempt long grass of the lawn is sprinkled with wild clovers and dandelions and nearby there's a slowly eroding eroding uh, marble fountain that has been almost just fully consumed by vines of ivory, ivy and prickly blackberries. Um, behind you, you look back, uh, the path leads into a grove of apple trees, um, which are tall and they've clearly not been harvested. You can see like rotten apples littering the ground below them and you can smell the sweet overripe scent of decay. Um, and ahead of you, the path leads to a distant, large, white mansion covered in vines. Are there walls or anything like that? Or No, you are in an open space. You don't see the alley behind you. You don't see any kind of like door uh, where you could go back through where you came. Um, you're just an open garden with like an orchard behind it. Can I roll an investigation check to see if we're anywhere in Electroval? Yeah. 12 plus 5, 17. Um, you know the city of Electroval pretty well. This doesn't look like anything that's in it. I look up at the sky. Is How much light pollution is there? Um, it is bright daylight here. It was night where you came from. Oh. Here it is like noon. So I just kind of like squint at the sun. Say, Listen, I don't know if we were in Kansas to begin with, but we sure ain't in Kansas no more. God damn it, I was about to do that. <laughs> Uh, the black cat is still with you and uh, it kind of meows at you again and starts walking toward the mansion. Do I feel any sort of like magical um, or arcane energy coming off of the cat or or the mansion ahead of me? Uh, yeah, you can make an arcana check or if you want to do like a detect magic or something spell, um, you could do that too. Okay. I will just do I'll just do an arcane check because I'm just trying to just get the overall vibe I'm not necessarily looking for anything in particular Ooh, uh, that'll be 17 um this place that you're in is magic as shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait can we cuss on this podcast yes you're good with cussing <laughs> okay <laughs> It's magic as shit. <laughs> um, Every time we bring guests onto the program, we get that, so it's good. <laughs> I say fuck. We can all say fuck if we want to. That's important. We're adults. We're allowed one, two, one three, fuck. Yeah, uh, I, I, I gave up on avoiding the explicit label long ago. <laughs> Is there uh, a community podcast doesn't say fuck? <laughs> I I think you have to if you're playing this game, honestly. Uh, yeah, so you're looking at the mansion and the cat in particular. Um, the cat does seem to have some kind of spell on it. Uh, gear, you didn't do detect magic, so you're not sure, but Arcana check, like the cat seems to have 
a spell on it or some kind of magical energy on it. Um, And the mansion is part of the general area, which like all of it is, you can tell there's magical auras and enchantments on all the things around you. I, uh, Dan, I, do we? Yeah. I, 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 I would be on guard, everyone. Um, this is, there's, there's, there's a lot, lot, lot of, lot, lot of magic flowing, flowing through this place. Yeah. If I don't know, I, I, not that I spend a lot of time in a mist den, but someone's smoking something in here that's causing us to hallucinate. Uh, the uh, cat yeah. keeps walking towards the mansion. Um, I would like to put a dagger in my offhand and kind of step up carefully and see if the house is uh, locked or anything. Uh, yeah, the house is a little ways away, but you can definitely walk up toward it. Um, when you actually get closer to the house, uh, you hear kind of like a, a muttering in uh, the garden to your right, like a uh, what is it? Where's this, uh, yeah, like somebody's sleep talking or something. Okay. Um, the moment I hear that, I'm going to kind of divert paths and see what that is stealthily. Okay. And try to see where that's coming from. Uh, yeah, roll stealth and uh, perception. A 22 stealth and... Okay. It's perception. Okay, so um, you notice the very sort of basic obvious thing here, which is that there's a uh, large patch of like overgrown um, lilacs, like wild lilacs, and you see Catherine, uh, the waitress, asleep in the middle of them and kind of like muttering to herself, like, I, I don't know if she was, if he was here. Do we all see this? Uh, yeah, if you follow Bronte, yeah. Like, oh, hold on one second. Anyone here have narcotic training? Anyone? No. Zan. Xander has just walked past all of these people. He does not care about this girl. He does not care about anything. He's just walking past by, oh, there's, 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 there's somebody over there. Somebody else will take care of that. And he kind of is watching from afar, but he's also kind of headed towards the door. He's not gonna head inside yet. He's not that, he's not stupid, but he is, he has zero interest in what's happening with the girl. He's just like more interested in the cat than he is yeah. with the girl. Yeah, um, Xander, you walk up onto the like front porch of this mansion where the cat is kind of meowing at the door. And you actually, from this front porch, you can see um, like a ornate brass knocker on the door with flower designs. And you can hear inside, like somewhere faintly, uh, the sound of like a child singing. That's that's that, that that's creepy. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Children kind of scare me, so I'm gonna kind of hold yeah. on for a second. Yeah. Uh, those of you that are with Catherine, what are you doing? I'm I like I am not entirely. Leal is not entirely convinced that we're not all experiencing some hallucinogenic experience caused by magical narcotics. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is going to run up to Catherine, and he's going to basically be I, making sure she's all right and turning her onto the side so she doesn't, like, choke on I, her own vomit if that becomes a situation. Like, he's, he's been to enough, he's been to enough, like, dives where stuff like that happens. That, I grab... Uh, he knows how to administer that first aid, so he's, like, going up to her assuming that, like, oh, crap. Darn, that's... I, under the assumption that she's under the effects of some 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 nasty hard drug. Yeah, Edelis, what are you I, doing? I would like to grab Leo's uh, hand and try to pull him back. Uh, trying to explain like, hey, hey, wait, wait, we have no idea what's happening. She's obviously conked out. Here, Python, go grab her. Can I? Can I? Can I? Get, get, do, do I notice that he's grabbing my hand? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is up to you. You notice that he's grabbing and trying to pull you back. You can do a strength check against him I, if I, you want to ignore oh, it. I assume, I assume that he wants to hold my hand and come with. <laughs> uh, I, gra- I grab yeah. and pull. Yeah, do, do contested strength checks, you two. <laughs> I, I, lost. I, I, I lost. I, I lost. No, I, 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 I want to see this play out. I have a I minus... Wanna, you could roll a nat 20, you don't know. <laughs> I have a <laughs> minus 3 e- Add on to my strength. You could uh, roll an at twenty. It's it's not impossible. Twelve minus nine. I have nine. Uh oh yeah, just check in that die. I roll a, a one. I I how does this happen? <laughs> you rolled a nat one. Yeah, I rolled total, total of six. By the way, I have a plus five strength. Daedalus with his like absolute just like nervous energy <laughs> finds the strength. To pull you back before you head into this like patch of wildflowers uh, that I, I, Catherine is in. I notice my knuckle pop, and I and that catches my attention. Like what? <laughs> okay, partner. We like calm down, calm down. Like she's obviously needs help, but she's obviously in a trance. We have no idea what if, if those flowers are the ones causing the trance. Trance a python. Go grab. Her. Like Typhon won't be affected. He's immune to poisons and stuff. So we'll bring her over here. I'd like to say maybe maybe we shouldn't wake her up right now. If we even can wake her up, but something strange is definitely going on here. If we just get her or don't wake her up, then we have a sleeping waitress on our hands. If we wake her up, we have a very scared waitress on our hands. How far away are they from from me? Uh, yeah. About 20 feet. Okay, so it's possible that I could have heard her say something strange is going on. Yes, you definitely can hear each other from, okay. from where you are. So when she says there's something strange going on, I kind of like peek my head around the corner, like around the bushes, like mm-hmm. just where all you can see is my head. And I just say... Yeah, yeah, there's 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 definitely definitely something strange going on in there. Um, there there's a, a creepy child singing inside. So I yeah, um, maybe it is best we don't wake her and maybe just leave her out outside. Uh, I don't know. I've I've been to enough parties that if someone someone passes out like that, you gotta you gotta stay with them. I tell you what, maybe we don't wake her up. If we can get her here. I'll I'll carry her myself. I got two arms after all. Maybe maybe it's best that you you use your arms for for fighting and, and, nah, and not for one. carrying. I, I only need one. Don't worry about me. Uh, Daedalus, you already told um, your python 
to go get her. Did you stop the python from doing that, or is that already happening? No, not to my knowledge. I, I just said go get her, her, and unless someone else stopped python. Okay, so yeah, the python is already in the process of like dragging her out of the uh, patch of flowers that she's in. In a kind way. <laughs> Can I investigate the flowers? Just to see yeah. if there would put her to sleep. Do you want to do um, like a nature or arcana check? Those are the same for me, so sure. I'll go for I'll go for probably nature. I don't okay. deal much with magic. Robin, if I could have you speak a little closer to the mic. Sorry, I was a little quiet. Um that is 11, not very good. Um, yeah, with a nature check of 11, you know that there are some, some like flowers and plants that can have the kind of effect that like put people to sleep or put them in kind of a dissociative state. You have no idea if these flowers are some of those. Yeah, I deal more with poisons after they're already <laughs> past that stage. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you. the python finishes uh, pulling Catherine out of the flowers. Um, she is still kind of sleepy and delirious, but she is now in a place where you can do a medicine check if you want, or an arcana check, or whatever anyone wants to do. Or you can just leave her to doze in the grass. Can I, can I attempt, can I pick her up and attempt like a medicine check on her? Yeah. For sure. He's a different die. Uh, 21. 21. Um, with a 21, you can tell, uh, and you've been around the block, so you know the effects of different kinds of narcotics and things. Um, you can tell that she's fine, like her airways are open. She doesn't appear to be seizing or anything like that. Um, she doesn't seem like she's like OD'd on anything. Um, but she seems like she is deeply in a sort of natural drugged state, uh, like someone who is very high on weed. <laughs> uh, so I kind of would say, as I'm inspecting her, I don't think it would do her much good to go through the stress of waking up. But I'll, I'll keep an eye on her, and uh, the rest of you can take the lead, and I'll kind of, uh, I guess I'll, I'll take off, like, my... Uh, I haven't really described what he's wearing a lot, but right now he's kind of got a bit of a jacket. Mm -hmm. And, uh, nah, nah, I'm just gonna kind of, like, adjust it and, um, sort of, like, make sure the zipper's up. I'm just gonna kind of football carry her in one arm <laughs> and just lean her head against my shoulder. Excellent. You can do that. You're a big lion person. You can absolutely carry this little halfling woman. Yeah. All right. um, I'll just, and just every, like, minute or so, I'll just be kind of just casually checking on her. Perfect. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? I feel like now that now that the uh, now that the woman's been handled back up back up to the door and focusing more on the mansion. I start looking around the garden, looking for Clive, seeing if he's here as well. Um. Yeah. Roll a. Perception check, Daedalus, and uh, Bronte, if you want to roll um, perception or investigation, if you're looking for a specific thing, 
Um, or if you're just like checking if the door is locked, uh, let me know what you're doing up there. Yeah, I would like to see if the door is locked. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the main thing I'm doing right now. Okay. Uh, Daedalus, what'd you roll? Uh, I got 24 on my perception check. Um, yeah, you look around, um, you, like, go around the whole mansion, you check everywhere. Clive is not here, and there's not any sign of him here. Strange. Um... Bronte, you uh, check the door. Do you just, like, try the handle? No, I'm going to... Hmm. Usually you don't immediately try the handle. I want to see if it's locked or trapped or anything. Um, just to make sure. Okay, in that case, perception check. It'll be a pretty low DC. Alright, I did get 12 on that. Okay, um, as far as you can tell... You're pretty good at, like, detecting traps. There don't seem to be any traps on this door. Um, and there don't seem to... It doesn't seem to be locked. Uh, there is that knocker if you want to knock on it. Um, you can also hear the child singing inside, but it's very distant. I I don't... I don't like like children all that much. Um, they, they, they kind of scare me, so... Um, if, if you if you if you want to go first, I'll I'll well, I'll I'll cover your, your six. I do think that the best cause of action should be going inside. I mean, what 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 else are are we gonna do? We 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 gotta find we gotta find these people, and we gotta stop that child from from singing. I mean. A child singing is, is, there's nothing worse in this life than children singing, so. Excuse me, have you, have you not, have you not seen the city that you grew up in? Up. Maybe the child's just trying to make a living. Maybe, maybe this child's the sole breadwinner for their family. Well, if, and, if that's the case, then they, they have a, a lot more to worry about than, than, I mean, than absolutely. having their child. should go check on that child like that. Yeah. I agree, we should quench all the joy from every child. <laughs> Now, 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 now you're talking my language. Would now be like a, a good time to mention I grew up in an or- orphan? Nah, it, it's good. good. No, I'm just gonna. You okay, honey? Uh, Catherine is still muttering, but doing just fine. Uh, what are you all gonna do with the door? Um, I have a lock picking kit. It's not locked. locked. Oh, wait, what? It's unlocked. Oh. Yeah, but you you can just go right in, or you can knock. I would not like to knock personally. Okay. I feel like the better better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Mm, you don't need permission if they never know you're there. Oh, All right, so you're gonna, gonna you're know. gonna stealthily open the door and sort of yeah, slip I'm gonna, inside. Yeah, I'm going my way. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to use the stealth check that you rolled earlier because, yeah, we'll we'll just let that one ride for now. Um, So you slip inside um, and you see, uh, is anyone coming with or is just Bronte seeing this? Uh, I'm I'm right behind Bronte. Okay, so both of you see uh, a big um, high ceilinged entryway. 
Um, it's a very lovely room with marble floors and columns. And there's a small water fountain in the center with a skylight above that shines directly down on it. Um, but within that like column of direct sunlight, it's really obvious that there are like specks of dust just floating through the air, dust coating all the surfaces in here. Um, there are some large potted plants near the fountain that have just wilted and are dead. Um, and there's like a fainting couch against the wall that's covered with a sheet. Um, there's a, you still hear the child singing, but it still seems far away. Um, and there is one door here, uh, like a open archway um, to the right. There's only one door leading beyond this chamber? Yes. Well, keep going. I'm, I'm, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going. At this point, Xander's a little, little scared, so he's going to, uh, A, is the cat still with us? That's first question. Yeah, when you opened the door, the cat, like, darted in, um, but the cat does seem to be sticking around uh, the group of you, particularly Xander, possibly because Xander had sardines. <laughs> I'm going to stay about 15 paces behind, you know, whoever's in the furthest back from staying in the back, just for the purpose that I'm, I am escorting the squishy NPC. Yes, that makes sense. I um, guess I'll be with the main group then as well. All right. So uh, you, you sort of pass through this entryway. Uh, you don't hear anything other than that sort of very distant singing. It's very echoey and empty and quiet. Um, and you pass through that doorway. Uh, it's an open archway to the right. Um, it's darker in here because there's no sunlight and all the windows in this room are boarded up. Um, but aside from the boarded up windows, it seems like a typical like wealthy living room or parlor. Uh, there's wood floors, there's like an expensive looking brick fireplace, um, a few like couches and chairs that are also covered in white sheets. Um, and there are some noises in here, like very faint, like scratching and it sounds like there's animals somewhere hidden in here maybe. Um, and there is is another open archway uh, to the left in this room. Well, makes you wonder uh, what sort of people had the money for a place like this, or 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 magical talent. Do you still sense magic here? I'm assuming yeah. so, Dan. Can I still sense magic here? Yes. Uh, if you want to roll another Arcana check or do like a detect magic, you definitely can. Oh yeah, that's a nineteen, so that'd be uh, twenty-one. Okay, with a twenty-one Arcana um, inside the room, uh, you can detect very faint, um, very old conjuration magic in this room. I'm going to relay that to the rest of the group and say, 
this is some some something I I I haven't seen in 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 in, in a long time. So I would recommend being on your guard. And with that, he kind of he has a book almost always in his hand. And when as he's saying that, he puts the book away, which the rest of you would know that that means he's pretty damn serious about what he's saying. So he puts his book away and kind of pushes up his sleeves and kind of cracks his knuckles and gets ready to to cast any spells he might need. Awesome. Uh, any other checks people are doing in this room or are you going to head to the next? I'd uh, like to... You... Oh. No, you do your thing first. I like to use magical tinkering. I take out my dagger and you see me bend it one way, bend it another way, and you hear it cracking and then I shake it and it starts to glow. <laughs> That's incredible. That's great. I, love, I that. love that so much. What color does it glow? Please tell me it's neon. Yes, it is neon green. Neon green. Incredible. Incredible. Um, yeah, that helps with uh, being able to see in here, and and your your raven uh, helps with light as well. Just just, just bird headlights. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I look around this space. You said like there's like a lot of um, sort of cloth covered furniture and stuff like that. And I imagine with the very direct light is casting like a lot of shadows in here. I mm-hmm. guess I'm kind of looking around cautiously from the back as I step into step through the doorway behind everyone uh, to kind of see if there is anything amiss anything strange any shadows that move in a way that you you know not akin to the source of light um yeah roll a investigation because that's a pretty specific thing oh i'm great at that not awesome (laughs) Uh, 17 though okay um yeah so you like i have, I've a, min- I have a minus before. one to that i want to make that clear <laughs> but you've you've been around um in a very very magical city um you can tell in this room you're not sensing like anything supernatural but you are seeing like a lot of little shadows of like mice and insects and you know rats and things um it gives you a sense that this room and maybe this whole place has not been like visited or taken care of in a very long time and there's vermin like in the walls and under the you know under the furniture and stuff like that okay Okay, but i don't think that there's anyone hiding underneath one of these sheets or anything like that no you don't think that there's anything too amiss in this particular room okay the place isn't devoid of life, but it's, uh, I suppose, not exactly the warmest home environment. Definitely not been kept up. I'll be the kid's fault. fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to proceed forward. Like in still within the same room, but you said that there was a door on the other side. Yeah, correct? there's another open archway to the left. Um, you can see through it into uh, this is a dining room. Um, it's like complete with like a large table, like 20 chairs, an enormous crystal chandelier. 
Um, and everything in there also seems to be covered in dust, except for the chandelier, which is like bright and clean and slightly moving. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crouch down to the cat and kind of get, you know, you do with the cat, you gotta get on their level and kind of like meet their eyes. So I get down really low and I kind of scratch the top of the cat's head and say, you, 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 you live here. Uh, where, what, where, where do we go next? Where do you want us to go? You, you clearly brought us here. I'm kind of, I mean, obviously, I'm talking to the cat. I don't expect the cat to understand me, but I'm just <laughs> kind of trying to get it. You know how sometimes when you interact with the cat, then the cat's like, "Oh yeah, let's go do this thing now." Yeah. And so, like, I'm trying to to spur it on to try and see if it goes like to the left through the archway or if it proceeds uh, a different direction. Um. Yeah. You you scratch the cat. Um. It you know rubs its cheek on you. Um. And it uh, meows, and then it heads through that archway into the dining room, and it um, you see it like move down uh, further into the room. The, the 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 cat hasn't led us astray yet, and I kind of has. It brought us here. <laughs> well, I mean, true, but somebody needed to come here and. We had to, somebody had to save these people and somebody had to stop that child from singing. So it, why not us? And as I say that, I proceed forward through the archway. Okay. Um, yeah, you are in this room. Uh, straight ahead, you can see there is a closed uh, wooden door that the cat is kind of going towards. Um, but the cat went under the table. You're going to have to go around the table to get to the door. <laughs> Um, as I'm walking through the uh, dining room are there like paintings and stuff on the walls Uh, yes there are um, paintings on the walls here that show um, in a lot of different art styles the same woman Um, she looks kind of like elf-like and very, very tall. Um, And she's shown in all these different situations, like at a market or uh, like in a city square or like at some kind of a festival and always with lots of people surrounding her and kind of flocking to her. Um, She's always like very fancily dressed and always far taller than everyone else in the scene. Okay. Do a history check to see if I can recognize any of the paintings of a one woman. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna bring it up if I was uh, more of a studious individual when it came to sort of architectural history, but like I was gonna wonder if this place was pre-eclipsing or something like that. Um. Yeah, you can do a history check as well. Oh, okay. I got a twenty-one. So twenty-one. Uh, looking at the paintings you can tell that these paintings are definitely pre-eclipsing, like pre-apocalypse. These are very, very old. um, And they're in a lot of different styles that seem to be like, some of them are hundreds and hundreds of years pre-eclipsing. And some of them are like 10 years pre-eclipsing. Like they're 
there are very various different time periods. Art is pretty, and I appreciate it. I just don't understand the studious nuances of it. That's a five. Um. Yeah, you <laughs> you don't know. You're like that. That lady sure is pretty. She's got nice clothes on. <laughs> and not one of them, them them sky elves who were always chasing us away from the clouds. Does the table look like it is like is it set and like with like a lot of you know plates and everything like that or is it like does it look like a bunch of people were gonna have a dinner and then they just all got up and left or is it like an empty table? Um, it is set with like plates and cups and silverware, but they're they're all empty. Right. There's yeah, not yeah. like rotten food here. Right. None of the chairs yeah, yeah. are pulled out. Um, it looks like it was set for visitors who maybe never came. Can I do an okay. investigation check on what the uh, items on the table are made out of? Yeah. Ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the items on the table, I mean, you can tell that the silverware is like real pure silver. Um, I would like to start pocketing stuff absolutely uh what do you pick wait, up first? Xander, right right xander is any of this cursed uh xander will pick up a silver fork and kind of rub it in his fingers and then he kind of in order to get a really good like attune you know whether or not he's like really attuned with this fork he like sniffs it and we'll try and see if this is like a cursed bit of of silverware or not. The cat is like meowing to get you towards the door. Uh, yeah, what is your? <laughs> it's, it's like that Monty Python meme where the Roman guards just staring at the spoon really intently. Yes. <laughs> what is your intention when you pick up the silverware? Do you also want to like pocket it if it's not cursed, or are you just trying to answer the no. question? No, Xander's Zan- not a thief, but he... Okay. He's just... I'm not a thief, he was, I'm just wanting to pay rent. He was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's too real now. It's too real. <laughs> uh, no, I, I... He was just asked uh, if he could figure it out, and now that's, he kind of takes that as a challenge, so he's definitely going to try and figure out if this is cursed or not. Yeah, Arcana check. Or if you have like a detect curses or something spell, you can. I, I don't it. have that. I was just gonna do like either religion or uh, arcana, uh, but uh, fifteen. Um, there's magic on the silverware, uh, but it doesn't seem cur- it doesn't seem like it's gonna hurt anybody. Uh, D- D- Daedalus, um, I, yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably fine. You're you're probably fine. Okay. <laughs> I start and taking you... all the forks, knives, spoons. spoons. Uh, I'm also going to take a, a few. Both of you, uh, the first time that you pick up a fork with the intention of pocket pocketing it, um, the hand holding the fork falls off, and it's not. It doesn't wait, wait, hurt. Wait, my hand? Yes, your hand. It doesn't hurt. It's not bloody. It's just your hand with the fork in it 
falls off of your body and is just sitting on the table. It's like the hand from the Adams family. It's just like. <laughs> Do you think? Hmm. I'm going to think. I probably would have like watched him start to do it and be like, "Oh, what the hell!" But if it his hand fell off, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know if you started to do it at the same time. We, you can wreck on that if you want. I mean, that was the that was the plan was to after him, but if his hand fell off, uh, Dedalus, oh. what are you doing? Your hand is just kind of sitting on the table. Uh, there's no like wound. It's it's not painful. It, it's not bloody, but your hand is just sitting on the table with the fork in it. Can he move his hand? I think I can hand? move my fingers. Yeah, can you? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can move it. You can drop the fork. <laughs> what? I have now a new weapon. Throws my hand. Go get it. <laughs> oh, down. Da- you, need, you need some duct tape? I, I pulled some duct tape off my belt. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, do you try to put the hand back on your wrist? Okay, first see if it will just go on normally, if, like, well, normally. I'm already applying duct tape. <laughs> yeah, you, you put the hand back on your wrist, and it, it seems to just stitch right back up, like, to reattach okay. again. I'm still applying the duct tape. But you now have a duct tape uh, bracelet. <laughs> just, just in just case. In ca- just in case it happens again. I thought you said it wasn't cursed. To, to, be, to be fair, Douglas, I, I said... You're probably uh, oh okay. I I didn't I didn't know for sure, but oh, I, yeah, I mean you... you could tell it wasn't gonna hurt anyone and it didn't hurt him. It didn't do any damage. <laughs> <laughs> you have your hand back, so I don't I don't see what the big deal is. Thanks. And just just in case. Hold on one second, give me the other hand. No. I'll I'll pl- I, I I was gonna I'm, I'm just applying another safety seal. We did it all the time when we were patching up boats. Boats, hands, no different. I hold out my hand knowing you'll always insist until I do. And I immediately just kind of apply a triple wrapping of duct tape around your wrist. There. Fun to take off. Now try picking up a fork. I reach for my fork again and pick it up. Uh, your hand doesn't fall off, but you kind of see the duct tape like... <laughs> <laughs> like move a little bit like the duct tape is now holding the hand up that's, now, that's, what, we, that's what we call a loophole it bends a little bit <laughs> you've got floppy wrists <laughs> all the dinosaurs screwed with T-Rex <laughs> I am satisfied now is he you know a thief I tried putting the uh, fork in my knapsack. Uh, yeah, I mean, your hand doesn't reattach. It's still floppy, but it's on there. Well, I let the fork go, so it's I'm not touching it anymore. It's in my bag. I mean, it, it it's still floppy. Okay. This is clearly like an anti-theft sort of spell that doesn't do damage, but your hand won't be attached until you put the fork back. That's I take very it my... interesting. I, I like take my pick it up. I like pick one up to to see it to see if it happens to everyone. And but I but I'm wearing like evening gloves, 
so. <laughs> yeah, your hand also like <laughs> flops in the glove. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious. Hold on one is... second, I pull out more duct tape. No! <laughs> <laughs> I just... No. Xander is curious. So Xander is going to pick up a fork without the intention of stealing. Yeah, I mean, you you do it just fine because you did it before when you were inspecting oh, yeah, the fork. Okay, okay. <laughs> so if, if you don't have an intention of stealing the fork, <laughs> your hand is fine. <laughs> I'll be hand on rent, are you, Daedalus? <laughs> My landlord is coming after me. The previous one. I'll get you more duct tape. I mean, you... There may be a way to break this curse. <laughs> there are... There are things I mean, to feel duct tape fixes outside, anything. Outside of the crazy magical mansion. You need money. Can... I try... A, actually, Python. Try grabbing one with your teeth. Um, the python can grab it. Nothing happens. And walk away? Well, sliver away? Yeah, because the python is like a, a construct. It's not like a person. Um, nothing happens to the python. Loopholes! <laughs> well, uh, do you put, do you put back the one that was in your knapsack? Yep. Okay, your hand goes back to normal, and your python now has some silverware <laughs> in his mouth. Python, I'm... go for it. As long as your robot snake's able to uh, pay rent, I'm sure you'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, and if not, um, yeah, you can always crash on my questionable couch. The, uh... Cat is still... Trying to uh, meowing at you, trying to get you to go through the next door. Xander will head over towards the cat and take a look at the door. Um, yeah, I'll it's, join uh, it's just a heavy wooden door. Um, you can check if it's locked can do whatever will, you want to it. Yeah, I'll check I'll, I'll check to see if it's locked. I'll reach for the handle and check to see if it's locked. Um, when you reach for the handle, um, the rest of you see the chandelier move a little more and like hear kind of the like tinkling of different little crystals in the chandelier. Um, and uh, Xander... I, I go ahead and yeah, uh, ensure to shield Catherine with my body. Xander, maybe maybe we check if it's locked without trying to open it. Uh, Xander, you... Um, let me get back to my sheet. You take two damage and you feel a tiny little prick in your arm. Ah! Yeah! Like, where at in my arm? Um, like a little bit above your wrist. Um, oh, geez, get my duct tape. And uh, roll perception. Uh, perception. Uh, 20. Okay, you see um, flying away from you a tiny little sprite, like the size of a dragonfly 
um, with a little like bow and arrow flying back to the chandelier. I try and catch it. <laughs> Roll dexterity. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna be an 11. Okay, this thing rolls um, 12 plus four. Yeah, no, it, it darts away from you. Is the cat I, making those like mouth clicking noises that they do when they see like Yes, the cat is stuff. like. <laughs> so I, I was already extending the duct tape out as I see that. Is it possible for me to extend the duct tape even further and try to fly paper it with like a whip? Uh, yeah, you can also roll dexterity. Oh, okay. Uh, nine. Um, yeah, let me see <laughs> this thing dodging away from you. I'm gonna... Yeah, no, that's an 18 plus four. It okay. dodges away from you, hides little, in the chandelier. It, it goes to the lasso of duct tape I made. How yes. far up is the chandelier? Um, it's about 10 feet off the ground. Yeah. Um, and you can hear little, like, a lot more little noises of things moving around in the chandelier. Um, if any of you want to roll like a nature check or something to see what you know about sprites, um, you can learn more. Can I try to get a read of how many there are? Yeah. Uh, that's probably perception. I will do that then. Uh, history is a 17. Or you said nature for about sprites? Uh, history is fine. Um, yeah, you know that sprites uh, can be invisible when they are not uh, attacking. Um, ah. So there could be all sorts of invisible ones in here. Uh, what's the perception? 14. 14. Um, you... It's hard to get a read on how many there are because they're invisible. Uh, but sounds like there could be a lot. Um, I'm also going to need from Xander a constitution saving throw. As you look down at the tiny arrow that is in your arm. <laughs> and hold on a second. I have to let my cat out of the room because she's mad at me. So I scratched that. Um... Sorry, that would be a 12. Click the wrong one. I'm sorry, I had to step away to let okay. my cat out. Uh, what was so, the? Uh, I did the wrong modifier. It should have been a 12 total. Um, for the perception. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you don't get a good read on it, other than there could be a lot of them. Uh, Xander, did you do a con save? Uh, yeah, it's a 14. Uh, yeah, you're fine. Day, um, but yeah, you only took there. you only took two damage. You can tell that this door is doesn't appear to be locked. It's just heavy. Like you're gonna have to maybe get some help to open it. Are they all in the chandelier? Uh, it seems like they like live in the chandelier. Are hiding in the chandelier. If I stand on the table, can I reach the chandelier? Yeah, I'm pretty I got an idea. I also have an idea. I would like to use uh, webs on the chandelier to kind of cast a giant net over it. 
Okay. What, what um, are these webs made out of, I must ask? Wouldn't uh, it happen to be duct tape? You know what? Yes. I pass you all my duct tape. <laughs> you put a duct tape web. You put a duct tape web over the chandelier and you suddenly see all these now visible uh, little sprites um, getting stuck in it like a bunch of flies stuck the flypaper and they are pissed <laughs> and they are starting to shoot little arrows at you like through the through the little uh, holes in the net um, but they are stuck in there and they're mad you can hear tiny little voices being fuck you fuck you I'm gonna use mage hand and I'm gonna cast mage hand and I'm gonna grab one of the the closest sprite to me and I'm gonna bring it down right in front of me and just like hold it there like suspended by like one of its little wings like the mage hand is like holding it and I want to have it facing me so I can talk to it. Um, okay. It shoots you with an arrow again for one damage. God damn it. Uh, okay. Stop, 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 stop. Fuck I you. Will, I will let you go, go, go if you just answer my fucking question. What do you want? Who, who, who lives here? Lady Elyon. Uh, she, she's your lady? She's a lady. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would, would hope so. Uh, where, where, where might we find her? Upstairs. Okay. I turn and look at the group. She... This, this little thing said, said 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 the lady's upstairs, so maybe we should go uh, 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 upstairs and, and take a look. And with that, I take a mage hand. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Okay. I I, I put the mage I, hand and I I cast it so it goes in front of Daedalus, and so like the thing is hanging in front of Daedalus. I put my best mark and smile and say, "Hey, hey, so I'm sorry I had to do that, but like you see." I didn't know what you guys were, I was just trying to figure out, hey, would you guys stop attacking us, or if we open the door and went through, we're just trying to get out of here. It's obvious you don't want us here. Mind just leading us through this place faithfully, and I'll let, I'll take off, I'll take out Manette if you promise to lead us through this house. I'll just get us through here without, without any traps or anything going off. Um, the tiny little sprite, which which looks like a tiny, tiny, like one inch elf with dragonfly wings, um, uh, looks at you. Why don't you roll um, persuasion? Okay. Twenty-one. Um... Yeah, you do a pretty good job at persuading this little guy. Um, he goes, "You're a bunch of fucking thieves." I guess I don't that may be true. I need to pay rent though. He's like, "Okay, what do you, do you have? Some kind of do you have sugar on you?" I like sugar. 
So do I. Wanna go find some together? Mm, okay. I need a new friend. <laughs> so I'll I'll release the uh, mage hand and let let the the sprite go. Um. Yeah. The sprite goes. Okay. Take down the web now. Okay. Can someone help uh, lift me up? I don't know if I like this, but I I use the mage hand to grab the edge of the net and just kind of pull it down so that they can all go free. Okay, they go free. Um, you see a lot of them turn back to invisible, and they're just like hiding in the chandelier now. Is the also the one that was in front of us? Is that also hiding? Did it leave? Um, no, it's still with Daedalus. Okay. I think it uh, actually is checking out the Raven, um, kind of like flying around the Raven and like knocking on it to like see what it's made of, <laughs> like. Is this thing made of metal? Why is it made of metal? Uh, cause it's a homunculus. It's... This is its body and... But I made for it. If... Can you make me a flying car? Uh... I could try. Uh... <laughs> Why would you want a flying car if you can fly? Sometimes my wings get tired. <laughs> Don't you fucking get tired? Uh, I'm always tired. <laughs> um, the sprite goes, there's only one door! And uh, goes over to the door and is like, fucking open it! I look at Leal and I say, can, 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 can you grab the other side? And go to open the door. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, palm just, just palm strike the door open, is what I was saying. <laughs> yes, make a, make a strength check. 20, total. Yeah, you <laughs> palm the door straight open. I do it from about two inches away, and by flexing my muscles, my hand just extends a little bit, and that strike of impact. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Um, it's like an so... anime where, like, the punch goes in really fast and then stops right in front of the target. Yes. And then continues. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, the door just flies open. Um, like, it was not heavy at all. Uh, this, uh, inside um, this room, there is uh, bright colored stone tiles on the ground and just dozens of full-length mirrors everywhere. And amongst the mirrors are just racks upon racks of clothes. Like really fancy dresses and cloaks and uh things like that and some of these clothes are like partially moth-eaten they're kind of it's been a long time they've been here for ages um but uh i will say um daedalus with that history check that you made on the paintings you can also tell that these clothes are like pre-eclipsing like old 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 clothes how long have you been here? Uh, you asking the sprite? the sprite? Yeah. The sprite goes, Well, I've only been here a year because I'm a year old because my lifespan is very short. So thanks for asking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. 
How long have your uh, people been here? I don't know, like forever. Okay. So is there on the in this room? Are we just kind of? Is it like a, a long, narrow room that like we're proceeding to the other side, or is there like, is it? Oh, yeah. Is there like? Is this, um, are we leaving through the house, or are we going into like a separate wing of the house? You, though, there is another um, door in here uh, to the left. Um, it is a long, narrow room that like ends to the left rather than ending um, straight ahead. And it so far seems like the house is kind of laid out in like a spiral. Like each okay. room is leading to another room, kind of in a circle. Okay. I'm very distracted by all the clothing. Uh, yeah, lots of clothing, lots of mirrors in here. Um, and then there's another wooden door to the left. I would like to find out if the clothing also has an anti-theft mechanism. Um, yeah, you, uh, reach for some of the clothing, and doesn't seem like anything happens. It's, like I said, it's, like, dusty and moth-eaten, but if you have an ability to restore old clothing, it could be nice. I might know a couple tailors in the city. Yeah, I might, I might take a few things. To the next club to, to alter, alter myself later. Alright. Uh, anything else? Are you heading to the next door? Headed to the next door, I think. Alright. Um, yeah, as you walk through, um, I'm gonna say, uh, who was it? Uh, Leal. You earlier were doing that investigation check, looking for like shadows that didn't match the light. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm gonna say, because you like thought of that, you're probably looking for that um, in most of these rooms. Mm -hmm. You notice as you walk past all these like full length mirrors that they are reflecting stuff that doesn't match what's in the room. I kind of stop and say, hold on one second, everyone stop, stand where you, stand where you are. I'm gonna kind of like try to suss out the difference, the details. What's what's up? Um, yeah, you look into the mirror and um yeah, you were seeing like weird kind of shadows of things moving in the background. Um make a wisdom saving throw as you look into this mirror. Okay. Fourteen total. Um, that is not gonna be enough to save. Uh, okay. you see behind you, um, a creature, and this is an illusory manifestation of your deepest fear. Uh, what does Leal see in this mirror? It would. It would be something from his childhood, I'd think. Mm -hmm. It would probably be uh, probably around the time when he was getting old enough that he had, you know, kind of been taken out of Grayslab Orphanage 
and brought to the Abbey. There was probably some figure that was always very disciplinary when it came to, to teaching him, you know, how to control his mannerisms, how to behave himself. There was probably like beatings not in a domestic way, but like, we need to harden you, you need to fix your stance, you need to sort of be a better... You, you're not good enough as you are. Like a boot camp situation almost? Kind of, but it was like much more personal than that. There was probably some mentor of his, uh, a, a teacher who, who taught him martial arts. And ultimately, that was the reason why he left the Abbey was because he honestly didn't think that he was good enough and the sort of abuse that he went through kind of caused him to sort of rebel. Uh, yeah, I think in the mirror, you see behind you this like tall, very like stony faced uh, Genasi um, who was a teacher there. And uh, he's looking back at you in the mirror. I, 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 I jump and toss. Uh, it's like I've got Catherine on one arm and I toss her to the other arm. Um, as like I step back and I, I'm kind of just I guess lost in those memories for a moment, just wide-eyed and silent. Like I've never seen this man since before. I probably would remember his name, but I always just knew him as as a like apostle, basically. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. As long as you continue looking in the mirror. You are under the frightened condition. Um, so you will have disadvantage on uh, ability checks and attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, you also just want to get away from this mirror. Like, you need to get away from here. Probably in, like, a very sort of bury your past sort of way. He just looks away from it and just starts thinking about other things and continues to walk forward. But his demeanor has definitely changed from the very confident, very bold speaking lion folk that all of them have always known me as. Uh, Yeah, the rest of you see this uh, sort of emotions crossing across the face of Leal as he looks in this mirror. Um, Do any of you like also look in the mirror or are you like, okay, that's bad, I'm, I'm moving on. I would look in the mirror, but I would, um, like, I, I'd come up behind Leal and be like, uh, are you okay, Leal? And I kind of look in the mirror, like, over his shoulder. I mean, it's just, it looks like a mirror to me, so I just kind yeah. of, like, I mean, I see oh, him yeah. staring at it, so I kind of just, like... Totally, I, just up in the clouds, we, we, we always used to see a bunch of scare things up there, and, uh, yeah, occasionally... You see something that spooks you a little bit. I've had my share of, of bad stories up there. Times we've we've been having to run low on food and water and fights sometimes break out and stuff like that. It's just sometimes there's memories out there that you just rather forget. Uh, Xander, make a wisdom saving throw. No. That's <laughs> oh, a, a five. <laughs> what does Xander see behind him in the mirror? Uh, Xander sees a podium with a like a public speaking podium where he has to go up and like talk in front of a bunch of people and it's like a crowd of people 
And so he's just like staring at you. At, yeah, just staring like intent, like a sea of people just staring at me intently. And it's just, just in like he's standing behind the podium and he looks down and where his normal like detail incredibly detailed notes would be his written out prepared speech instead is just like one of those like drawings of a house that's just like a cube like, <laughs> or really like it's just that with like everything like a on child's it. drawing yeah it's just scared of children yeah, it's exactly. Crayons, very scary crayons. <laughs> crayons. There's little toys on the podium, and he looks down. He looks back up, and it's yeah. He just sees all these people staring at him, and he has nothing prepared to say to them. Um. All right. Uh, either of the rest of you, do you check on what the fuck is going on with your teammates, or are you just headed to the door? I feel like when I see them, when I see them looking at the mirror, I'll be like, what the fuck's going on? And also be checking it out. Uh, yeah, make a wisdom save. That's a seven. Uh, what does Bronte see in the mirror behind them? Right. Um, I think they would see their mother. Um, like, before, before they, uh, they left home and pursued pursued their own path on the streets um their mother who would who would expect them to be perfect and to follow follow the you know family yeah i i think absolutely um bronte sees their mother uh with crossed arms and a sort of like disappointed expression um like the expression of a of a parent who's about ready to go into a a, a preaching sort of rant uh, about how disappointed they are in you. Um, and so you, <laughs> the three of you are all like frightened. Um, Leal kind of figured it out first and is looking away. Um, Daedalus, what are you doing? I mean, all of us did it. <laughs> yeah, all your friends are staring at these mirrors. Are you now scared to look into the mirror? Or are you also like, I got to check out what they're looking at? I would say curiosity killed the cat, but Sasash faction brought it back. But I also see like, okay, wait, something's not right. And plus we're in a unknown place. I would look in the mirror but instead I would cast up heroism on up Xander and Brunt and what that does it makes them up imbued with bravery and until the spell ends they're immune to frighten being frightened to see what's happening because I deceive them all frozen there um yeah interesting interesting okay so that's not gonna take away what you see in the mirror but i think what it does is you see daedalus uh cast this spell daedalus what does it look like when you cast this spell well i i walk up to them and touch them um so i tap on the shoulder and 
they feel calmer and you can see a, a slight golden glow around them. Uh, yeah, both of you see Daedalus approach you and touch your touch your shoulder and you see yourselves glow and Xander, like you still see all these people staring at you, but you now see like an expression of interest on their face and you look down and you have your like detailed notes and you suddenly feel like, yeah, I can do this. Like, this is good. And Bronte, you um, see your mother still behind you, but you see yourself like glowing and you see like your clothing change to like the outfit that makes you like the most confident in yourself. And you see like yourself in this like very regal stance where like now you have your arms crossed and are looking like disciplinary and your mom is looking like ashamed of herself <laughs> in the background. Um, and yeah, both of you feel much calmer. And Daedalus, do you say anything to your friends? Are you like, we, we got to get out of here? No, but I am. Curiosity does kill me, so I do take a look. Okay, make a wisdom save. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got a six. You got a six. Yep. Um. Yeah, you look into this mirror and you kind of know what to expect. Um, and for a second, you see just like a shadow behind you, like reaching for you and like starting to pull like a feather out of one of your wings. Um, and then this shadow actually takes a shape. And what shape does it take? rubble i see pretty much see a scene from when i got trapped under my uh shop after it it exploded with me and still inside with with lights just slowly coming through the you cracks as they slowly dig me out trying to find what happened if there's any survivors stuff like that yeah absolutely you see like everything behind you and around you becomes like obscured by darkness and little specks of light and just rubble of like a destroyed house pieces of stone and glass and brick and wood all around you um and just like all of your broken possessions are all around you like all the things you loved and worked for are broken and covering you um, and the three of the rest of you can see Daedalus, like, panicking, uh, looking at the mirror, but the three of the rest of you have looked away. Um, what would you like to do? We should, uh, we should be looking for Clive. We should keep going, yes. I grab Daedalus by the shoulder and kind of begin to push him towards the door saying it's it's it, 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 it's not real Daedalus it, it's not real Daedalus um yeah I think oh, yeah. you you manage to to go towards the door uh you find that the door is locked um but the little the little sprite that you have goes eh, just pick the lock or something I will uh 
I can do that. Alright. Is the cat still with us? Yeah, the cat is sitting at the door and it looks like it really wants to get to this sprite and like eat it. Okay. It it's like still kind of clicking at the sprite and like trying to swipe at it, but the sprite is way taller than the cat can reach. It's like flying <laughs> up by your faces. Um, Thieves Tools is just gonna be like Dax and proficiency, right? For me? Uh yes. Yeah. So it is a charisma check to persuade the door to open. <laughs> uh, 21. Uh, okay. You open the door, no problem. Um, and what you see... Uh, you see... A room full of chests and drawers and shelves... Uh, one might describe this as a treasure room. Uh, it's full of mortal trinkets, like things that you think are probably made, you know, also in the uh, pre-eclipsing time long ago. There's jewelry, toys, musical instruments, uh, suits of armor. Um, and uh, that's what you see. And then straight ahead of you, there is uh, another door. Uh, with a suit of armor next As to it. As everyone makes their way in, Liel taking the vanguard position uh, just kind of looks one last time at those mirrors and um. just kind of mutters to himself, I run my own path, you bastard. You know, just close the door behind him. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so you are now in a treasure room. Um, straight ahead, there is uh, another closed wooden door. So, since I'm surrounded by shiny things, and since I'm partially a raven, I'm like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> uh, you quickly realize that uh, the things in this room have the same thing, where if you grab them, your hand falls off. No! <laughs> but if your python grabs them, it's okay. Python, open your mouth. <laughs> I like to imagine like when a snake eats a rodent or something like that and it has just like the big sort of bulge going down it yes <laughs> your python starts swallowing jewels and like little uh, pieces of jewelry and stuff uh, and there's just like multiple different bulges of things inside this python um, anything else um, I can pay rent. I can pay all my debts back. <laughs> I like to imagine you hand it to your landlord and their hands fall off. That would be beautiful. <laughs> that is what I'm planning to do. Just here you go. Oh, my debts are paid. Eight, that's the amount. You have to figure out how to uncurse it, though. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you uh, proceeding through this room to the next door? After grabbing all the things that can fit inside a snake. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All yeah, right. You, he's. Yeah. You proceed to the next door. Um, and this one seems to be unlocked. Uh, when you look inside, uh, this is a 
giant library. Um, like a Beauty and the Beast style, like there are, you know, ladders to climb up to get to all the books. Um, and this room is also like very dusty with disuse. Um, but yeah, giant library looks like books in all different languages. Um, and there is another, uh, there's another door uh, to the left. And um, the door to the left is like very ornate. It's also a wooden door, but it has like carvings of like flowers and foxes and butterflies and stuff on it. Anything you want to do in this library or heading to the next door? I think Xander has quickly learned his lesson that <laughs> bad things can happen to good people in this house. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to just kind of make a beeline straight for that next door. Yeah, you're all kind of spooked by the um, deepest fears in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be out of here. Children uh, and public speaking, you can forget about it. Yeah, you can, you can actually still hear like the child singing every once in a while um and it sounds like you're slightly getting close to it uh but you're not there yet it's still a little distant um can i look around um for one of two things one if there's any sort of cover in this library where maybe anyone could be hiding in the shadows i'd also be curious to kind of look at the bases of any of these bookshelves to see if they've got um, sliding marks if there's any other passages in this library room um yeah what are you doing to check that out just looking I'm just kind of you... i'm just kind of like i'm taking a little bit of a zigzag pattern through this library but i'm, I'm looking as i as i carry Catherine. okay um yeah roll uh investigation oh okay zero what is it zero <laughs> Minus one, one minus one. You don't know anything about this library. You just, you're not a books man. I take one <laughs> book out and I put it back. It was upside down. When, when you take the book out, um, it jumps out of your hand, starts flying, and uh, rams itself into your head. <laughs> Uh, for let me see if it does any damage. Um, it ramps itself into your head. That's a twenty-two to hit. A twenty-two uh, hits, and I imagine this is not doesn't count as a missile. Uh, no, this is a bludgeoning yeah. attack from an animated object that does seven uh, damage to you. Ouch. ouch! I just get slammed in the book. I was like, no, no, I was just trying to help you out. I'm tumbling a little <laughs> uh yeah if you don't aggro? engage with the book it it will um it will quiet down does it put itself back and if it uh, puts yes. itself back does it put itself back upside down it puts itself back uh right side up <laughs> well at least i was able to do you a favor i just gruntfully continue walking anyone else checking out the yeah, library Okay, so if, if you go to this door, um, it is locked. Uh, why don't you do a perception check on it? 
Oof. Don't want me to do perception. Oh, uh, that's a five. <laughs> do, 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 does somebody else want to want to take a look at the at the at the door? I got a twelve. Uh, it's locked. <laughs> it looks pretty locked. Looks <laughs> pretty locked. I can get it again. That one is a 20. I can't, 20? I can't hear you, Robin. Oh, um, I rolled uh, the, and no, a 20, mod 20. Um, with a mod 20, you hear the lock, uh, like, click open. Um, you know that, like, the physical lock is open, but you still can't open it. Uh, Xander, you want to make an arcana check on this door? Yes. Come on, what's with these bad rolls? That's a nine. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. That's a a six. Not even a nine. That's a six. All right. Um, I'm going to say just because all of you are like looking at this door now, um, you can see that there is a little inscription on it um, that says... You will catch more flies with honey and open more ways with words. I walk up. I was like, oh, "God damn check it!" Every, every mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hmm. What? What do you? What do you do? Can you? Can you repeat the? I was just gonna say. Said. I was gonna walk up to everyone and say, "Like, is anyone gonna please open the store, or do I need to take care of it?" Um, the, the inscription to repeat, uh, for Jordan, uh, is you will catch more flies with honey and open more ways with words. I, 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 I think that this is a, a, a trick door wheel. I, I think that one of these books maybe opens a, a, a secret door. Um, I begin to kind of look around the room for any sort of special book that might be standing out if if you're um, looking towards the, the the tall red one uh that one's in a bit of a grumpy mood today <laughs> uh yeah roll roll investigation uh that's gonna be for investigation that's gonna be a sorry a 16. Um, 16. So you can tell, uh, some things about these books. You can tell, um, a lot of them are just in all different languages. A lot of languages that you don't recognize that you've never seen or heard of. Um, you can tell that they are mostly titles that seem to pertain to like history and biology. Um, you uh when you touch them they also fly and try to attack you <laughs> okay uh so if you've touched any um <laughs> no i i don't think i would have touched any i was just trying to see if there was any that yeah like stood out from the rest or kind of looked different um you said there's are there any books that are in a language that i can understand 
Yeah, some of them are in languages that you know, and those seem to be like history books mostly and biology, science-y kind of books. Okay. Um, I will uh, say I with that check, you also notice uh, the sprite that you brought with you is just sitting above the door watching you guys and kind of chuckling. Uh, I, I, I go up to... Oh, oh sorry. I, I had an idea, uh, if I can real quick. I also had an idea, but... I was going to say to Daedalus, the description on the door kind of got me thinking. You catch more flies with honey, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what's special about honey? It's sticky. You got all my duct tape. Maybe we can try to fly catch one of these books and force it to open the door. One minute, let me try something. I walk up to a door, door and say, uh, friend in Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> um... The door doesn't seem to respond to just friends. Uh, Bronte, was, Bronte, what was your idea? I was going to interpret it a little bit different and still try to open the door with words. I was going to uh, sweet talk the door and see if I could talk it into opening. Absolutely. What do you say to this door? We'd really like to get through, so darling. I can't hear you. We'd really like to get through, so darling, could you... Please open for us. Let us know. Um, the door glows a little bit and opens. <laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a perimeter net right along this bookshelf. Okay. And then I'm going to hold Catherine in the oh. back and I'm going to throw the net. Leo. Look. Oh, hold on one second. One second. Daedalus is about to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Wait, what? <laughs> Bronte, you're like already like moving into the other room. Like, Leo, what are you doing? Oh, oh, look! Long by the time he notices, we did it. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's open. Yeah, right, well, I'll start rolling up the duct tape again. Be right behind you. Okay, then up. Does the cat head through the door first after it's open? Yes, the cat heads through the door. And it's okay. it's meowing much more incessantly now. Like, it it really wants you to get through this thing. Okay. Um, it it it's pretty insistent. Um, okay. So, so the head into the next room. Yes. Uh, in the next room, this is a little bedroom, um, with like a small like child size bed, and a couple of like wooden toys. Um, there's a desk in here, uh, with some books of, like, fairy tales on it, and, um, there's a chest of drawers at the end of the bed, uh, and then there's, uh, another door straight ahead, um, another wooden door. I look at Daedalus and say, this is the scariest room we've been in yet, and I really push to get through this room as quickly as I can. So like, you go. hear the child singing. They'll protect you from the scary evil children, Xander. I mean, you gotta protect yourself against those scary e evil children. They're they're evil, they'll kill you. Anyway, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, is there, so I'll proceed forward through the room, making sure that there's no, like, child, like, trying to sneak up behind me or anything like that. <laughs> and then I head to uh, the next door. I try yeah, to turn to Daedalus and whisper, and I'm like, are we sure the missing child wasn't just Xander? 
the next... missing children were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> the next door is unlocked. Um, so you can head through it if you want. Are the rest of you uh, doing anything in this room or following Xander and the cat? Uh, describe the, the, the room, what's, what's in it, or is it just a hallway? Uh, it's a small children's like bedroom. It has a child-sized bed. It has a couple of toys on the floor. Um, there's a desk with some books of fairy tales on it. Uh, and there's like a chest at the end of the bed. Is there anyone lying in the bed? Or anything no. Like that? I'm still trying to keep an eye out for Clive. So. It's an empty room, but you can do a perception or investigation to kind of check out if someone has been here recently. I, I, will, I, will, I will roll to, to suss out the room. Uh, 11, though. 11. Um, was that perception or investigation? Perception. Uh, with an 11 perception, uh, this room looks a little less dusty than the rest of the rooms uh, that you've been in so far. No, I see about a all. feather duster. You don't see a feather duster. Uh, it just looks strange. like... Uh... I don't trust this at all. <laughs> It just, it, it gives you the feeling that, like, maybe this room is a little bit more recently kept up. Well, child, child singing children's room. Someone's probably lived in. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to put pressure on anyone, but that chest's got me a little, a little perturbed. No, I was... Let's see what's inside. Alright. I take a step back. I'm gonna check on it. Do the... Do my rogue thing. Uh, yeah. Are you checking it out first, or you just open it? I would like to check it out first. Okay. Roll, uh, perception. Okay. That's five. Uh, 15. Uh, it looks like a normal chest to you. Doesn't All right. look locked. But I'll open it. Uh, when you open it, um, your hand gets immediately stuck to it, and a giant tongue reaches out to grab you. Is it my luggage? What's that? The luggage? Or has no one read the Discord series yet? Oh. I, I, I mute my Discord while we're recording so it doesn't make noise. Um, no. Discworld. Yeah, oh. Discworld. Okay. I, no, I've read some of Discworld, but not uh, not that. The luggage has, is just a box with a hundred feet and just a giant tongue. Nice. <laughs> no, I think we know what this is. Uh... Bronte, what uh, does a fifteen hit you? Almost certainly no. No, it doesn't. Okay, then uh, you don't take any damage, but you are now grappled uh, by this chest. Can uh, I? It, Sorry. It uh, it's like sticky, so where you reached like to grab it, your hand is just stuck to it. Um, would I be able to? Uh to get one of my daggers with my other hand and try to try to stab it and go at it. Um, 
Yeah, you're trying to do like a strength check or a dexterity check to get away from it. Yeah, that would that that would uh that might be good. Uh, yeah, make a check. Okay, uh, just dex? Yes. Uh, um, yeah, you, you managed to pull yourself off of it, uh, with the help of your dagger, um, but you see that this thing now has, like, teeth and a tongue, um, and is looking like it's gonna try to attack anyone who gets within in a range of it. Oh, I think we found out what happened to the child. <laughs> nom nom nom. Um, Hopefully Clive wasn't actually in there. <laughs> are you gonna run away from this chest or uh, attack it? I would like to attack it. Okay, why don't you roll initiative? And anyone else who wants to attack the chest, roll initiative. Twelve. Fourteen. Nineteen. Uh, Bronte, what'd you get? Um, uh, eighteen. Okay. Um, this thing is gonna go first. Uh, Bronte, you are still the closest to it. Um, it, it is gonna try to grab you with its tongue again. Um, it rolls. That's a seven to hit. I imagine that does not hit. On me? Sorry. Yes, you. That's not Okay, uh, next is your turn. No, sorry, it is, uh, Xander's turn. And then yours. Okay, I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna do first level ice knife. Okay. And so I just kind of, in my hand, just kind of, my hand begins to glow like a, a light blue, and a knife begins to form. And as it like comes to its full fruition, as I throw it towards what I'm assuming is the mimic. It is a mimic. Does uh, Ice Knife deal AoE when it hits? Uh, no. Ah. Uh, yes, it does. It does do. Yep, I was wrong. Well, this might suck for you, Bronte. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's gonna be a 17. Uh, 17 hits. Okay. And it's gonna be a D10. Oh, that is max damage, so that's uh, 10 piercing okay. damage. Uh, the target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed, must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So I believe that's just Bronte and the Mimic. Okay, well, the Mimic got a nat one. It's not very dexterous. Okay. I got a uh, 19. Okay, so you save... Uh, Bronte, but the mimic takes six cold damage, so ten piercing and six cold damage. Okay. Um, next up is Bronte. Awesome. I will, um, is anyone, is anyone else, no one else is close to it. 
Uh, I don't know. Leal, were you within five feet of it, do you think? Or were you behind Bronte? Oh, Leal, um, I, I, I was standing maybe about ten feet back. Okay. Like in anticipation of like you, you go first. I'll stay nearby if I need to help, but uh, I'm I'm going to keep Catherine at a little bit of distance. Okay, so no, you don't get sneak attack, unfortunately. Alright, that's fine. Um, and I would like to uh, now that my hands on stock have both daggers. Okay. Um, so that's. Ten. One of that them. won't hit. And uh, one of them is a sixteen. Sixteen will hit. All right. So that is twenty-seven damage. How much? Seven. Okay. Um. Next up is Leal. No, sorry, uh, I, it's Daedalus and then Leal. Oh, I rolled a 14. I apologize. I thought Daedalus rolled 12. Yeah. I rolled oh, did I get you two mixed up? Okay, then it is Leal. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull out uh, a, a, a two by four, essentially, that I, I carry on me, that I use as my <laughs> quarterstaff. Uh, cool. And I'm going to go ahead and with one hand, still, still, still carrying Catherine with my right, I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and just swing it up and I'm going to make uh, two attacks against it. Okay. Moving within melee range, next to Bronte. Basically, like I was like reacting, but I was fumbling with getting it out until I could run up. Uh, yeah. That is going to be uh, a miss on the first one with a natural one. Okay. Um, can I hit again? I believe you can. Uh, second one is going to be a twenty-one to hit. That hits. Uh, stunning strike. Okay. Lock it is. Point. It is stunned. And then, um, I've got to roll, I do damage on this, don't I? Uh, Yes. D8 plus 5. Nine points of damage. And uh, seeing that it is stunned, I'm going to go ahead and uh, use another key point to go ahead and make two Flurry of Blow attacks. Okay, you did nine damage, correct? Yes. Okay. Or nine damage. Nine, I missed on the first one. Nine damage on the second. For the third, uh, that I get advantage, right? Yes. All right, that's better than a two. That is going to be a twenty-three to hit. Yeah, that hits. For twelve points of damage, and I'm going to use my open hand technique for it to. I guess uh, I, I, I can't already take reactions. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to push it 15 feet up against, can I push it against the ceiling? Um, d- sure. <laughs> can I just, can I just, can I just like cricket swing it up to the ceiling with my board? Yeah. Does it I come mean, it's going to fall back, it's going to fall yeah. back down, but yeah. 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 yeah, I got one more attack. Yeah, go for Advantage. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be another 23 to hit, and I rolled the exact same thing at 2 and a 15. 23 to hit. That was my second uh, Flurry of Blows attack for uh, 9 more points of damage, and I'm going to knock it 15 feet using my open hand technique, because uh, I get to do it each time I hit with a, uh, a Flurry of Blows attack. 
I'm going to knock it 15 feet towards the door where we entered and just say, I think I taught that thing a lesson. Uh, we should get going. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this mimic um, <laughs> looks real beat up. The wood of this like chest is just completely destroyed. It looks a little bit like the um, wreckage that Daedalus saw in the mirror. <laughs> Uh, but with like little teeth and a little tongue that just slurps right back into the mouth, like uh, you like hear it make a little sound. Like uh. I recommend that uh, I recommend that uh, we let bygones be bygones and uh, get out of this room before something else gets us. Yeah, the uh, the mimic does not attack you again. It's been beaten. <laughs> it has five hit points left. It's gonna. I, I, it's gonna I give just, up. I, I just freaking combo locked that dude. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, thank God for monks. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, perfect. You head out of this room, Xander. You were at the front. You were already kind of stepped out. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I was like in the doorway of the next room, like throwing that uh, ice shard. So I was. Yeah. Like, I, I I pat Daedalus on the back, like, let's get going, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, perfect. All right. So, um, you head in, and the next room is not actually a room. It's a long hallway, uh, that you can see leads to a set of stairs, at the end of it, um, and you can hear like that child singing is much louder now it sounds like it's coming from right up those stairs xander makes his way like (laughs) slowly to the back but it's one of those like movements that's like oh hey you go you go first sorry i know it's like kind of a small hallway and he kind of like pushes himself up against just in hopes of like shuffling his way back to the back of the group because he hears I'm that still staying in the back because I've been carrying Catherine this entire time. <laughs> okay, so who's leading the way? I guess I will. Oh. Alright. Daedalus, uh, and then Bronte, and then Xander, and then uh, Leal. Um, this is a pretty narrow hallway, so I'm going to say you're going one by one. Um, and yeah, do you head up the stairs? Begrudgingly, yes. Yeah. All right. Why not? Before you listen any further, I want to talk about Edmont's Harrowing Horrors. This spooky 5e supplement introduces amazing content for dungeon masters who wish to expand their toolbox of terrors, as well as players who want to give their character a haunted finish. The Kickstarter for this project has gone up now and lasts until November 8th, so if you want to back a quality product and help out a talented indie creator, follow the link in the description or search for Edmont's Harrowing Horrors on Kickstarter. Edmont's Harrowing Horrors is live on Kickstarter from now until November 8th. Do it now before it's too late. (laughs) Alright, so you are headed up the stairs, uh, Daedalus first. Uh, The cat is coming with you. Um, The cat is still by Xander, um, so sort of towards the back of the group, but still coming along. Uh, The sprite that you have been traveling with um as you approach the stairs uh daedalus the sprite goes well this is as far as i go i'm out 
Wait, I'll why? I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't go upstairs. A new discovery, a new adventure. Dangerous, dangerous adventure. But we don't bother the lady, otherwise she'll kick us out. I see. Mentions housing security and security. <laughs> he really knows how to speak to Daedalus. Yeah. <laughs> Landlords are horrible. <laughs> uh, the sprite the sprite goes yep see you later and just like zooms back out the way you came the landlady is a bbeg <laughs> uh yeah you head up the stairs yep all right um as you all go up the stairs uh you emerge into an enormous upstairs room. Um, you would imagine that this room probably takes up pretty much the whole second floor of this mansion. Um, aside from that like high ceiling entry room when you first walked in, uh, it has dark wood floors, lots of windows. Uh, it's full of extravagant looking couches and armchairs and tea tables and richly colored rugs. It's also completely full of animals um there are like nice. cats and bunnies running around all over the floor uh there's more than one raccoon also running around with them there are two chinchillas and a monkey that are like climbing up bookshelves uh at the back of the room there's multiple ornate bird cages full of colorful songbirds and one of the bookshelves just contains a collection of fancy cages full of very spoiled hamsters. There's a group of iguanas lounging on one of the couches. Um, and all of these, almost all of these animals are wearing clothes of some sort, like a little cat sweater or a little hat or a little tutu or like little boots. Um, and you see in the center of the room, this uh, very well-dressed, very tall woman who you saw in the portraits in the dining room. Um, she looks elvish. Uh, she is petting a giant tortoise that is sitting next to her on her left. Um, and the tortoise has like a very flamboyant like Sunday hat on with feathers in it. <laughs> um, and uh, standing at her right is Lucy the little girl who went missing, whose posters you kept seeing outside of the spark plug cidery. Um, and Lucy looks not hurt, but pretty dazed. She looks like kind of in a trance almost. Um, and she's the one who's been singing, but she stops singing as you uh, come up. And the black cat that's been traveling with you kind of, uh, stays back with the rest of you, but like hisses at the uh, lady um, who looks at you and goes, oh, hello, welcome. Uh, would you like to sit down for some tea? Well, it seems like you got a lot of party animals here. I've been referred to one myself, but Lucy, oh. girl, I hadn't seen you. I hadn't seen you for years. Python don't eat anything. Uh, Lucy looks at you sort of like sleepily blinks her eyes and sees her mom being carried by you kind of cocks her head and goes hello and uh, doesn't really 
like respond to the fact that you haven't seen her in a while and um like i probably was never really close to her i don't think she'd remember me but i just remember seeing her as like a, you know a kid around town you know she's yeah. a kid on the block um the lady elion who is sitting at this table goes oh yes Yes, she's uh, one of my one of my many pets. Isn't she cute? I put her in this new dress. Uh, well, come and come and have some tea. I don't know if I want tea from 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 from, from you. Um, I don't. Oh. I tap uh, Xander on the shoulder and uh, try to smile, putting on my best Martian face and opening my hands out in a friendly gesture and saying well we would love to come inside and chat a bit however we do have other events that uh we have to get back to it is a very special night tonight for us and we have to get prepared for it uh we're actually trying to find lucy for a while now uh do you mind if she comes back and visits later Oh, is she invited to a party? She does have a lovely singing voice. I, uh, I would, I would love to be invited if you're going to do a party, darling. Everyone who has a party invites me. I'm very famous. Well, if you've never been to Electrical, that place is one party all the time. There ain't a block where there ain't a celebration happening. Ooh, I would love to come. And of course, Lucy could come with me if she wants to. Uh, she does stay with me, of course. I take care of her. Oh, As, how about... Sorry. No, there's something I want to do once other people start role-playing for a moment, but I want to remove myself slightly from the, the this conversation that the, you guys are talking. So, okay. In a moment. How about, my lady, we take the girl back with her family and we'll be out of your hair. Oh, well, I... I I've basically claimed her. I mean, she is one of mine now she's very well taken care of but you could stay here if you'd like you know i have some very nice uh hats and gloves that you might love oh you could uh you could be sort of an entertainment listen lady i i i don't like kids as much as the next person but but i you shouldn't have this kid uh, so why don't you give her back and, uh, we won't have a problem here. Um, you see her stand up and she is just abnormally tall, like twice as tall as an elf should be. Although, like, I don't know how many of you have even seen an elf, but she is beautiful and very, very tall. And she, um, kind of frowns at you and goes... I'm sorry, you don't seem to understand. This is my house. I, I will be giving you things from my house. I I want to try to wake up Catherine while this is happening. I want to um, bend around and I and as I'll, I was going to like try to subtly ask if someone could try to draw her attention away from me, but it would appear that that has happened. And right now I'm just trying to sort of tap Catherine and sort of try to persuade her to wake up. Yeah, roll another medicine check. It's been a while and she's a little bit more um, okay. I, I, I will be like not super aggressive, but I will kind of shake and try to stir her a little bit in the process. Yeah. Uh, medicine? Uh-huh. <sighs> Went from an 18 to a 2, 5. 
Um, I guess I'm leaning down. I'm like, Catherine, Catherine, she's here. You gotta wake up. You gotta wake up, girl. She needs you. Come on. Um, Catherine is still like under this sort of drugged state, um, but you hear her start to mutter like, Lucy, Lucy, where's my darling? She's here. She needs. She needs her mother. Um, oh. she she doesn't seem fully lucid, and she doesn't seem able to like sit up or stand up. Um, but she kind of opens her eyes and looks around, and is like, "Lucy, Lucy, ah, uh, baby." I can try one more thing as a bonus action. Uh huh. I am going to cough a little bit of phlegm out of my throat, inhale deeply, and let out a daunting roar. Now, this is usually something that it says, like, uh, each creature of my choice within 10 feet that can hear me must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, DC 11, or become frightened until end of turn. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to sort of just kind of lean over her and serve as an alarm clock. <laughs> okay, what kind of check would this be? Let me think. Um, this might be... Uh, strength based it, it's a loud okay. roar okay. i don't know what else to call it okay okay uh d20 add strength uh yeah that is a 15 plus 5 20 um i think you do wake her up and she is still physically weak mm-hmm. uh but she is awake and she like actually takes in her surroundings and goes, oh, "Lucy, Lucy!" Uh, I'll, I'll do like that thing because I can tell she's still weak on her feet to sort of place my hand like behind her, and like my hand's like wide enough I could just probably put it on her back and mm-hmm. kind of help her stand up in that way, but make it look like she's not trying to deceive or anything, but kind of give her the 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 ability to stand on her feet. Um. Yeah, I think she's a little unsteady. Um, but she like reaches out uh, towards the little girl and you see Lucy look at her and also kind of blink and be like, oh, hi, mama. Um, She's like, come to mommy. And and Lucy kind of looks at the lady next to her. Um, I think the wizard in our uh, party, uh, Xander, you would be able to tell like she she's been heavily charmed uh she's under some kind of charm effect right now uh controlled by this this fey creature woman um who is mad at you right now by the way so we'll probably have to resolve that as well i was about to say could i uh step in and try to negotiate uh yes you you can um what do you yeah yeah, do like some talking. To ease the woman's anger, mm-hmm. I would like to use my uh, mi- mimic cry and just mimic Lucy's voice. Mm-hmm. He's in singing. Oh, okay. Bit. See if that just calms her down. Um, she kind of smiles and goes, "Oh, that's beautiful, darling." If would you like to stay here instead? I'd be happy to switch. I'm very sorry, ma'am, but like like I said, 
And we have an event going on tonight. Me and Lucer are actually doing a duet on stage, believe it or not. Um, Ander like looks at Daedalus and is like, you, 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 you were looking for a new place to live. <laughs> <laughs> Does he say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think uh, she is going to um, Daedalus make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> fuck. He, he, that's what he rolled. Oh, he, <laughs> he rolled a fuck. He rolled a fuck. Rolled for Roll. fuck. I mean, there are dies that die that a natural one is fuck, so. <laughs> Uh, five. <laughs> um, you are now charmed by her. Uh, you regard her as a friendly companion. Um, you don't want to hurt her. You don't want your friends to hurt her. Um, the rest of you see that the charm spell switches from Lucy to Daedalus. <laughs> and Lucy, like, shakes her head like wakes up a little bit and extend, runs to her mom i extend like an arm to kind of like shelter her and her mother in yeah oh. uh the, they they are now like reunited and and just sort of hugging yeah. each other as, okay, as they I continue as they continue as they continue rping there i just want to make it clear like right now i i don't know if this is going to get violent but i'm going mm -hmm. to try to moving them closer to the doorway and sort of like warning them to 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 be careful stay with each other sort of stuff like you, you need to stay with each other watch out through some other hauntings in this house um, that's what i'm doing yeah they they uh nod and um sort of move towards the door behind yeah, you yeah okay quick question python is usually around my neck and stuff mm -hmm. does he act any different or does he act hostile towards other party um, I think that depends. Uh, Python is under your control. Um, I don't think Python is like an extension of you. I think okay. Python is not charmed. Um, okay, but he is, he is under your control and you are, uh, like friendly now to Lady Elyon. Okay, because Python is immune to charm, so I'm wondering, does he, would he know if I've been charmed, or would he just obey any orders I gave them? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Uh, does does Python, Python have your Horcrux? <laughs> <laughs> He's already got his head chopped off off once. I don't want him to have his head chopped off again. Does Python have like a a wisdom stat? That he could uh, roll? He does. Okay. Roll a wisdom check for Python. Roll 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 to sus. Roll uh, for roll sus. To sus. Okay. Where I just roll a wisdom dice for myself, then he has no modifier. Okay. Oh Initiating he has no modifier. 66. Okay. A what? Initiate order sixty-six. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so I'm gonna assume that um, Python doesn't know you're charmed. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but um, Lady Elion says, why don't you come and sit over here and have some tea with me, darling, and uh, beckons to you. Well, that sounds like a wonderful idea. <laughs> what do the rest of you do? I, I think at this point, I'm like, this is not something that can be gotten out through words. So I'm going to try to, so I'm going to try to fade into the shadows and be ready to like. I was just going to start backing out of the out. room. Just be like, all right, well, we got what we need. So we're going to leave. You got what you need, I see. I'm like going to give you a look of like, we ain't leaving no one behind. We stick together. Yeah, I'm gonna try to hide in the shadows to be ready to like jump out at her if I need to. Uh, okay, roll a stealth check. Yeah. Eight, nineteen plus eight. <laughs> that's add very that. good. I can add that, but that's that's very good. You are hidden. Um. She is just ignoring the rest of you at this point. She is like just talking to Daedalus like, uh, do you want to sing? You know, what were you singing before? Do that for me, darling. Oh, uh, here, do you take sugar in your tea? Uh, yes, please. Um, she like gets some sugar cubes, starts putting them in tea for you. Um, yeah, she's ignoring the rest of you at this point. I think I'm kind of kind of like glance at Leo. I feel like well, I, you probably can't see me now, but um, I feel like I'm kind of waiting for some kind of signal because I don't know, I don't know if I should just jump out at, out at her now if everyone's ready. I mean, you're an assassin. I am an assassin. Um, so I'm gonna kind of watch this happening, and before before Daedalus can get tea, I would like to jump out. Okay, so like as he's oh. reaching for the tea, you're gonna do an attack. Yeah. I don't want the tea. I don't want there to be anything soft. Daedalus, what are you? I'm not sure if I should mention this to the whole party or not, because it is something unique to my Ice Steel Defender. Um, I didn't mention it, but I feel like the DM should know. Okay. The rest of the party pretend you don't know this. Yes, what is it? (laughs) Python has a, a where he can't be sneak attacked. Okay. Okay. And Bronte, you're not attacking Daedalus, right? You're attacking... No, I'm attacking... attacking. They're attacking the snake. (laughs) (laughs) You're attacking uh, Lady Elion. I'm killing the entire party. I've been working for her the whole time. Charlatan. I'm good to to move on without knowing that information. Yeah. Okay. So since you are an assassin... I'm gonna let you do this before we like roll initiative. This is like a, a surprise round basically just for you. Yeah, I have advantage on my attacks and uh, it'll be a critical hit. Okay. So, first. So, first is 17. And second one is. Um, sorry, eight, nine, ten, twenty. Uh, both of those hit. Roll your damage. So that is, um, how, how do you do critical? 
Uh, double the number on the dice. Okay. So the first one. Ah. Ah. Three. Six. Eleven. Okay. The second one. Uh, two, five is seven. Okay. That's in total 18. And then sneak attack is 13. So, 10. Uh, quick math, is that 30? 30 with sneak attack? Yes, 30 with sneak attack. Fucking love rogues. I love assassins. I mained rogues for a long time and I've played an assassin before and it's the best. Uh, you do some real damage uh, to this woman. Is that just with daggers? Yes. Okay, yeah, you throw two daggers into this woman's chest. Um, and just she... in the pro- process of sugaring, sh- uh, serving Daedalus sugar. Yeah, as she's like in the process of just like <laughs> stirring some tea in a teacup and handing it to Daedalus, two daggers just boom, boom into her chest and she screams. Um, and uh, we will now be entering initiative, so roll initiative. 14. Uh, eight. Sorry, who got the 15? I did. Okay. And who got the 14? I did. Okay. I had, I got an eight, and I'm going to say that's because I'm a bit farther away from everything. When yeah. When I see things go off. And Xander, what'd you get? I got the three. Okay. Um, I will try to move this along as fast as possible. I know you've got to be out of here uh, at 115. Um, All right. uh, Lady Elyon goes first, uh, and she is going to cast Thunder Wave. Um, A wave of thunderous force sweeps out from her, um, and each creature within 15 feet of her needs to make a con save. So I believe that would be um, Daedalus and uh, Bronte. And the rest of you can tell me how far away you want to be from her uh, to start. And Python as well, yeah. Her constitution save, you said? I'm yes. Cl- I'm, cl- I'm closing the door right now in the process. So I'm like wherever that is in relation to everything. Sort of like not all the way, but enough to kind of give them cover if there's any projectiles that go flying. Okay, so you are going to be out of the, um, you don't have to make a con save. I also uh, came I think, in at the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Xander doesn't need to either. Um, but Daedalus and Bronte and uh, Python, what are your saves? I'm a bitch. <sighs> I have a two. I have a oh. 15. Um... Two and 14? Uh, 15. 15. Uh, neither of those is going to save. Um, you are I... going to take 11 damage each. I have and a you are pushed 10 feet back. Yes. Does Uncanny Dodge uh, work with spells? Spell attack too? 
Yes. Uh, well, I think so yeah. because it's it's for area of effect, right? It's it's a when an attacker you can see hits you with an attack, you can use reaction to have the attack. Yeah, I think that will um, do this as well. Okay. Uh, so you can take five damage instead of eleven, um, and you're both pushed ten feet back. Do I still? Am I still charmed or? Uh, you are no longer charmed because you have taken damage. Okay. Oh wait, Python moment. Oh yes, Python. And Python has. Okay, that's a nine. No wait, that's an eight. Okay, so he is also going to take eleven damage. Okay. Um, Bronte, you are up next. What do you do? Um. So you said I. So I don't actually have my knives now. If I threw them. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, they're in her chest. That's fine. I have other stuff. Um. More knives. I just don't yeah. Know just use a sugar spoon. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think my idea had been jumping at her, but throwing works too. Uh, oh, did you jump at her with them? Like, are you within five feet of her? Backstab, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to have come uh, from behind and, like, stabbed into her, um, then yes. Yeah, I probably you... should have specified just, that just, just, just pick up the snake and squeeze it and have a projectile vomit all the silverware in it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say yes. Then you have your daggers still. Uh, you were knocked back ten feet, and you are uh, prone. Okay. So I will use half my movement to get up, mm-hmm. and uh, use the rest to uh, go back at her and attack her again. Okay. Um. No one else is here. No. no sneak attack, but. Nice. That's a. Uh, that is a twenty-four and a uh, thirteen. Okay. Um, the twenty-four hits. All right, and that one. Wait. Let me see if the. Let me check and make sure that the other one doesn't. Um. Yeah, the fourteen doesn't hit. And that is seven damage. Okay. Um. Next up is Daedalus. Okay, so if I cast Absorbed Elements, would that count as my uh, attacking action? Or I think it was a reaction if you wanted to do it then. Yeah, that's a reaction. So you can do that um, whenever like you take damage. Okay. If you want to go back and say that you cast that when you took that thunder damage, that's fine. Oh, okay. Actually, I also think that it means that your next attack deals extra thunder damage. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, then, I would like to up, run up to her, and I have an arm bladed rapier. I'd like to uh, stab. Okay. I got a 14 to hit. Okay. And damage is uh, four. Oh, 14 actually is not going to hit her AC. Sorry. Okay. So that's going to miss, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to try to move this quickly. Uh, Leal is uh, next. Uh, All right. My fun actually goes after me. Oh, okay. In that case, 
and Vakisman, uh, I would attack with him. Okay, go ahead. Let me, so I keep closing out the... I'm going to be putting spooky battle music over this, so don't worry. <laughs> Sounds good. How does he attack? I, th- I think that you can just, if you go to the bottom left of your screen, you can manually roll a die. Okay. And uh, just add whatever his modifier. I think it's your spell attack. So my intelligence or spell? Your spell attack, I think. Okay. I've gotten used to RPGs with less math. <laughs> yeah, he misses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Xander. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. If you oh, I was going to say, um, um, is he before me? No, I think it's... Uh, I rolled an eight. First. Yeah, okay. I rolled a three. Uh, oh, you're I, right. So, Leon. If, if I can get there with my 45 feet of movement... Um, yes. I'm going to see everything go off. I'm going to raise my hand as shards of glass and furniture go flying. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull out the same piece of two by four. And okay. using two hands this time, I'm going to run up and uh, say, I've dealt with possessive tyrants before. And frankly, I'm kind of sick of them. And I'm going to go ahead and make a one, two. Start off with that. Yeah, go for it. Uh, first attack is going to be, uh, let's roll that, I guess. Uh, that is going to be a 21 to hit. Yep. And you can uh, roll for your other attacks if you want to just awesome. roll to hit first, and then we'll do all well, the I was damage. going to begin by, um, doing an unarmed strike. Okay. Or a stunning strike, if I could. Yes. Does she need to save? For that? It would, it would be, a, yes, it would be a constitution saving throw, DC 14. Okay, let me do that. I'm rolling the damage right now, though. Uh, max damage, 13. Okay. 13 damage, um, and she rolled a uh, 13 plus 6. Oof. So, 19 right. save. Marking off that key point. Uh, making that a next attack, I rolled a uh, uh, I, I miss with that one. That's going to be a one. However, okay. I'm going to cash in another key point. Okay. And I'm going to say, she's up one. And I'm going to go ahead and make some uh, some flurry of blow attacks. Go for it. All right. Go in there with a first attack. That's going to be a 24 to hit. Mm-hmm. Hits. Um, and when I w- hit with her, I'm going to use my, uh, technique to do, hmm, I liked what I did this time. No, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, require her to make a D, a strength saving throw. Mm. Oh, wait, no, deck saving throw, sorry. DC okay. 14 to, uh, avoid being knocked prone. I also deal, uh, 12 damage. Uh, she rolled a 16 on the die. Uh, get one more of these. Okay. Um, you rolled a 16 damage on that? Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 12 damage. 12 damage, okay. Yeah. 7 plus 5. Uh, and this one's going to be a total of 20 to hit. That hits. Dealing another roll the die. Uh, 7 points of damage. Okay. And I want her to... I guess I'm just going to go ahead and t- make it so she can't take reactions. Okay. Uh, until end of turn. No. Dave- Davis is still right next to her, isn't 
he? Um, no, he's been pushed back. All right. Uh... Bronte is next to her, though. Um, unless, Bronte, you did a throwing dagger attack last time. Okay. Oh, I'm next to her. I guess then uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just going to make it so she can't take reactions until the end of my next turn. Okay. Uh, and I'm just going to say, I best recommend we get out of here. And uh, in doing so, I end up like striking her up in the chin. And while she's dazed, I'm going to just kind of roll out of the way, kind of knocking over a tea set that had managed to survive the initial explosion and <laughs> uh, begin trying to shepherd people out towards the doorway. Excellent. Uh, Xander, you are next in the order. Do you want to uh, fight or flight? I got something. I got something. Okay. So as I hear Leo say, you know, best we, we get out of here, I, without, say, without using a stutter at all, Xander says, prepare yourselves for what's to come. And he <laughs> positions himself in a position where he is not going to hit anybody else. The only person who, uh, Bronte, how are you doing on health? I'm fine. All right, well, hopefully this doesn't hurt <laughs> too much. Um, so he's going to position himself in such a way where he sees the elf and will only hit her and Bronte and uh, is going to, each person must make a saving throw. He's going to cast Lightning Bolt, which okay. is a, a purple, his is like a dark purple lightning that emanates from like almost from his chest that he conducts through his hand and it's a hundred feet long and five feet wide so it will hit Bronte that's, and wow. that's, very, that's very terrifying that is extremely terrifying um, <laughs> what is the type of save they have to make a dexterity saving throw ah okay. uh, yeah That's a 12 for Lady Elyon. Uh, Lady Elyon fails. Oh. So, That's uh, it, uh, you succeed, so you're able to dodge out of the way. Uh, but this hits her, uh, and it does 8d6 damage. So let me roll that real quick. Oh, here. goodness. It does 32 damage. Okay. And it sets, <laughs> it sets everything on fire. All flammable objects in the area are lit on fire. So I'm assuming there's animals and stuff. So like all the hay that's around, everything yeah. like that starts to light on fire. <laughs> so I, after I do that, I yell, run! And I turn and I begin running for the door. Um, all the animals start like jumping out the windows. Uh, you also <laughs> see some of them just turn into objects. Like... Like, maybe these were not all animals to begin with. <laughs> um, and yeah, you hear Lady Elyon screaming as she is being consumed by flames. Uh, does everyone run? Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. going to get to the door and pick up um, Lucy and Catherine. And okay. I'm going to step of the wind out of there. All right. For 135 feet. As soon as... As I see some of the animals turning back into objects, I take a quick look around to see if maybe some of the animals are people. Um, you don't see any other people in this room. 
In that case, then, I run down the stairs and make sure I'm the last one down. And when I'm sure, I start to web up the stairs. So they're more difficult to get down. Okay. Um, yeah, the cat runs with you, um, sticks by Xander's side, and... Uh, Did you find everyone we were looking for? No. Uh, you haven't found Clive, but uh, yeah. roll perception as you're running. Eleven. You, something weird's Eleven. going on with the cat. The cat is starting to cast, like, a bigger shadow than a cat should. I, I'm, I'm carrying the two of them in one arm, by the way, and I took, like, a big lead. Can I, like, be, with my speed, can I just be trying to shoulder my way through most of the doors rather than taking the time to open them? Um, yeah, you've already, can like... I lo- can, I, can, can I Looney Tunes this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've already unlocked the doors. You've already, like, figured out what the threatening things are to avoid in each of these rooms. Um, you can easily, I'm gonna say, just, like, shoulder your way through... Uh, run out. You feel the whole mansion kind of like shaking around you. Um, but I'm gonna say you can get out uh, of here pretty easily. And um, as you emerge uh, into that entryway and like start to head out of the mansion, you see the cat is now casting the full shadow of like a human man. And when you step, when the cat steps across the doorway, it transforms into Clive, the bar owner. That's great. Um, and he goes, all right, everyone, uh, the this place is coming down, come with me. <laughs> and he starts running towards the orchard of uh, apple trees. Yeah, you run. Um, do, I have, do I have to stop and wait? <laughs> To stop and wait for Clive. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 okay. And I was like, I, I stop and like, I'm like, one, two, three. Oh, you wait for him to get ahead of you. <laughs> Where do we go? <laughs> you just, just, get, you just get to my breath. Uh, and uh, Clive leads you um, into this orchard of like unharvested apple trees. And uh, he goes to like a large tree with like a. Um, like a hole where it seems to have been like hit by lightning at some point. And he just like crawls through the hole in the tree and disappears. He's like, come with me and disappears into the tree. I'll get, I'll get the girls through. We're late, late. We're late. We're late for a very important date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you um, crawl into this hole in the tree, you fall through and find yourselves falling onto the cobblestone ground of the alley behind the uh, behind the cidery. And uh, Clive is standing there, kind of watches, waits, makes sure all of you reappear in the alley. And he goes, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much for coming through. I've been a cat for like three months. Since Lucy disappeared, I've been a cat. That, that, that version of me you saw, that was, there was an illusion. There was an illusion running my bar. Oh. I did. I thought the cider didn't taste quite right. It it wasn't. It wasn't my cider. And you know what? Everyone's I'm, talking about the new cider. They're marketing it as the new cider now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, I 
I will have to change up the cider recipe a little bit because I think the deal that I maybe had with a fey creature to uh, use the apples from her orchard is maybe expired. But that's, it's worth it to switch up. You know, it's an old family recipe. I'll find my apples somewhere else. It'll be just as good. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you see uh, Catherine and Lucy hugging, uh, reunited. You see the lights in the bar coming back on. And um, yeah, the owner, Clive, just uh, slaps all of you on the back, slaps you all on the back, and it's like, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, if, if I can have one more moment, I want to, knowing that the, the Festival of the Crossing is going to begin soon, I want to lean down and look at the two of them and say, it's been through a little bit, but if you're looking for some chance to reunite and recover some lost memories, you can make some new ones tonight, and I'll, I'll, I'll give Lucy a single spark, a gold coin, and say, she go enjoy the carnival. Uh, she smiles at you with her full, uh, you know, personality back and goes, thanks, mister. And uh, she takes her mom's hand and starts to walk out into the street where you can see slightly ghostly figures just starting to appear. And because Clive is, and because Leo is never the type to do anything for free, he'll go to Clive and say, you're looking for repayment. Uh, You can do that by always keeping the table open for us. Absolutely, sir. 100%. You are always welcome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Daedalus has stolen goods to (laughs) to pay his debts. Python, open your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Thank you so much, Dan. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan, for coming over. You guys have been great. Yes, I'm sorry it went a little long. No, that's uh, great. That's great. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely have to collaborate again soon. Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing with with all of you. I love the opportunity to DM for some new folks. It was really, really nice. You did a great job, Dan. You did great. Thank you. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a good one. We'll see you later. Bye. See ya. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by This Way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to bury your ghosts lest they come back to haunt you. If you're listening to this, congrats on making it till the end. You don't know how much it means to me that I'm able to create content like this, to be able to put out into the world for people like you to enjoy and to collaborate with Dan and Jordan and the cast of Mighty Misfits and Majestic Goose and Dork Tales and Homebrew. The fact is, is... All of you out there are amazing. Everyone in the TTRPG community has been so welcoming and so embracing of new ideas, new ambitions, 
new collaborations. And I feel like you are all owed a proper debt of gratitude. So we have many, many awesome things planned here on Dice Carnival. So as you go check out whatever bit of podcasting feed you need to check out next, know that we'll be waiting for you to come back because we love having you and wouldn't have it any other way.